Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Unfiltered Supporter Show. Hey. Hi, Here everybody. Hey, Chase. Hey. Hey, guess what? What? Unfilter time. Wait. Hold on. I have something for that. Unfilter time? It's unfilter time. Nice. There it is. There you go. Episode 98. And uh, we're kicking off the Supporter Show right now. No. This would be another good one to catch in video. I'm checking right here. I think I have... I do have... Almost all of our supporter show clips are video versions this week. Oh, that's that's beautiful. It's yeah. hard for me to see the video because I have this light pole in the way. That's that's what she said. Yeah, fair enough. Moving on. Chase has a pole in his way. No, all no, right. I have my pole in my way. So what? we're gonna get to some China stuff here in a little bit. Oh, dang it! What? What's wrong? You forgot to load something, didn't you? Charlie, Charlie, Char, Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose with his great dialect and the way he delivers the cadence of right. what he is talking about. He, he calls China China uh, in one of his... Uh, oh, he does not. He says China. He does? Yeah, I don't want him to clipping it. Oh. Because I, I, I got China everywhere in our show notes now, and I got it in the in the supporters thing. I got it everywhere. I got it called China now because of Charlie Rose. Drunk Charlie. Uh, so we're going to get to Chinese stuff here in a minute. I want to start maybe with... Uh, wow. Wow. There's a lot of good stuff in the overtime folder, too, this week, you guys, and the supporters saying some good stuff we're not going to get to. Uh, all right. Well, uh, why don't we start with a little kind of se- something that has a semi-tech angle? Oh, uh, we know what we're, we're, I think, kind of, you can qualify us as a little bit of tech. fans of technology. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, uh, start with some let's do tech that. Tech angle? All right, yeah, here we go. Let's do that. This morning, the telecommunications industry is headed for a major reshuffle. AT&T says it's buying DirecTV for $48.5 billion. That would create the second largest paid television provider in the country with 26 million subscribers. Who's first? CBS News contributor and analyst Melody Hobson is with us from Chicago. Melody, good morning. Good morning. All right, what does good AT&T morning. want with DirecTV? They want their customers, plain and simple. <laughs> it's 21 million people that they want, and they want to be able to provide them with whatever they want, wireless, satellite, broadband, on whatever device they're using, mobile, their own television, a laptop, even in their car or on an airplane. And they hope to be able to do that by bundling services together at a premium price, of course. And also, last but not least... How, how does getting them a satellite company get them in the cellular market? Are they just being dumb right now and being like cell phone? Well, right? it's not just cellular. I mean, there are there are a percentage of people who have DirecTV who have uh, the Hughes network system. Mm. So they mm-hmm. have satellite oh, internet. Yeah. Yeah. Having the clout because they have more customers with the content providers to be able to get that great content. Great content. After Comcast bought, uh, wanted to buy Time Warner, the yeah, question yeah, yeah. of antitrust came up. It's come up again with the, this merger. What's the likelihood of antitrust uh, stopping these mergers? Well, I have to tell you, I think that AT&T learned a lot from when they tried to buy T-Mobile and that failed. So one, I think they're going into this with, with more information and smarter. Secondly, all of the conversation is about the fact that this provides the perfect counterweight to the to the Comcast Time Warner deal. Wait, how? And that, that way, there's another national oh, provider. And so it might actually help with uh, the issues uh, no, of it regulatory won't. concerns. It doesn't that- change anything. It doesn't. And the pro- primary problem with, when at least in ter- not so much with cable TV, but in Internet, well, actually, isn't the same problem with TV is you have regional monopolies, and this doesn't change that problem. That doesn't change that at all. Yeah. So, I mean, right? Like, for, for example, in the area where we live right now. Right now. Right now, you have an option. Or two options, really. You have satellite or one cable provider. Right. That's it. That right. still does not change yeah. after this merger. Right. Might be out there. 
Do you think it means customers will pay more? I think at the end of the day, this is a it, you know this is a hard question to answer for yes. one reason. Yes, the answer is yes. A lot of yes. overlap between Say yes. TV and AT and T. In the cable industry in general, Say yes. there isn't a lot of competition because yeah. you get yeah. that geographic monopoly. Ooh. But over the long term, these companies, of course, want to be able to bundle these per- services right. yeah. and charge a pre- premium price. You didn't answer so the at question. The end of the day, <laughs> you're going to get one bill. They're going to provide you with a lot. You of You didn't services, answer the question. And it'll probably be for more. You didn't. Well, we yeah, more she just did. Thank you. I think there is probably going to be more consolidation. Dish is still out there, and uh, Hi. their CEO has not in any way suggested that they wouldn't be open uh, to Oh, yeah, being, now uh, he would bought. be, sure. And so there, this is a, a moving uh, conversation right now, a lot going on, uh, a chess game that's big stakes. Oh, Melody Hobson. Good to see you. Thank you so Good much. Good to see you. Thank you so much. Speaking of steaks, we had some steaks. Oh, we had some delicious. No, that's not that kind of steaks. Oh. S-T-A-K-E-S. I thought they were talking about barbecue. No, no, no. Well, why wouldn't they be talking about barbecue? So, so Chris, is yeah. this a good thing? I mean, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wait, was that a softball? Uh- <laughs> I think this is going to be real great for consumers, Chase. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you, and you catch what her reason was? Bundling. Bundling, yeah. Hey, you know what I hate the most? Bundling. Bundling. Yeah. You, you know what I hate? Funny how that works. Hey, you know, Chris, you can get internet really cheap right now for nineteen ninety five per month if you bundle with phone service. Right. Phone service, which is sixty dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. It's... No, I don't want it. No, I don't want it. But you no, know, no. This, you know what this is? This is a. Uh, this is AT and T. Just like Comcast, what they're doing is they're they're setting up a kind of a paywall, if you will, of their own services. And locking it down. Locking it down. And then what happens is, if you have your internet through AT and T and your, you know, your television providing through AT and T, now they can lock that stuff down. Right. Well, it's that's, like that's what they're trying to do. What's next? Are they going to buy a TV network so that we can be just like Comcast? Well, Maybe to, be, to be fair, uh, Directv does own and, and have uh, you know, just like Comcast does. You know, Comcast owns like what twelve, fifteen different networks, not mm-hmm. to mention various sports groups across the country. And uh, so. and your buddies over at NBC, of course. Of course. Of course. Well, this <clears throat> was it fifty one percent or something. Uh, all right, so we got to move on. We got to move on. Uh, why, this is kind of along the lines of uh, net neutrality, in a sense. So I got a clip uh, that kind of brings up to date on how some of those hearings went in the last week. Why don't we roll that? A sharply divided House Energy and Commerce Subcommittee grilled the chairman of the Federal Communications Commission today, Tom Wheeler, over his recent proposal regarding net neutrality. That proposal was passed by the FCC last week, and it contains a number of questions that the public will now have a chance to comment on for the next four months before any final vote on any final rule is held. And members of Congress had their chance to comment today. Now, one of the main questions regarding net neutrality is, should the FCC allow something called paid prioritization? That's the sort of deal we've recently seen with internet service providers charging content creators like Netflix more for faster internet access to consumers. Chairman Wheeler's proposal considers allowing paid prioritization deals as long as they don't restrict other content on the internet and as long as the deal is, quote, commercially reasonable, whatever that means. But Democrats on the committee said paid prioritization will ultimately undermine the open internet. I just want to say to you that I'm opposed to any form of paid prioritization. Paid prioritization divides the internet into the haves and the have-nots. Can you hold it there for a brief moment? Do you see the look on Wheeler's face when Waxman is talking there? I mean, I know this is this is a very visual question, but you you look at Wheeler like 
Let me look, I, I'll back up a little bit. It's, it's, he's got up. the look on his face like, you know what? Sh- just shut up, Waxman. I'm going to do what I want because you know what? The phone and cable companies put me here to push this agenda through. <laughs> that is why I am here. Let me see. And, and, you know, he's just got this look on his face like... You know, just shut up, Waxman. So there's so, Wheeler. So you know, yeah, you can play from here. Basically, right, it's when right it's when Waxman is talking, they okay. cut to Wheeler's. Just look at him for a minute. But Democrats on the committee said paid prioritization will ultimately undermine the open internet. I just want to say to you that I'm opposed to any form of paid prioritization. Paid prioritization <laughs> divides the internet <laughs> into the haves and the have-nots. Uh, and yeah. it will entrench the big companies yeah, at right. the expense yeah. of startups. Paid uh, prioritization uh, represents a fundamental departure uh, from the Internet as we know it. Another question is, should the FCC reclassify the Internet as a public utility, like a phone company? Such a move would give the FCC broader powers to regulate the Internet and enforce net neutrality rules. Of course, Republicans on the committee wanted nothing to do with reclassifying the Internet. The modern communications landscape bears no resemblance to the world Title II was meant to regulate, and application of Title II to the Internet is, at best, a poor fit. And attempting to reclassify it would be harmful to consumers, businesses, and the future of the Internet as we know it. As it stands now, the FCC has not passed any final rules regarding net neutrality, and neither has Congress, a point Chairman Wheeler wanted to make. It's important to recognize that there are no protections for an open Internet in place today. Again, this debate will continue for the next four months. Wow, he actually spoke the truth there for a moment. Before the FCC holds any final votes on rules. But this isn't the only issue on the commission's plate. With blockbuster mergers in the news, including the latest proposed one between AT&T and DirecTV, Congresswoman Doris Matsui wanted assurance from Chairman Wheeler that the FCC is paying attention to this issue as well. These large mergers that are before us, they may be different from each other, but can you commit to us here that the FCC will carefully scrutinize these deals with a focus toward public interest? Without hesitation and with complete affirmation. Now, these are all extremely important issues for advocates of a free and open Internet, both in Congress and in the public. And Chairman Wheeler says that he's on their side. I've consistently said that there is only one internet. There's not a fast internet and a slow internet. Based on the questioning today, lawmakers clearly want to see actions to protect the internet, not just words. In Washington, D.C., Sam Sachs, RT. Sam Sachs. So what RT. do you think, Chase? So you know where we're at now, right? You know what happens next? Yeah, comment period. Yeah, we hang out for four months and uh, just kind of wait and see what happens. Well, it's real simple, you guys. We need a comment. And I'm, I'm, I'm really getting tired of people saying, well, I'm not going to do it. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> do you think uh, Do you think they've taken notice? I mean, we quite a bit of ruckus was generated. Yep, you, just, just even leading up to it. Yeah. And now... I mean, they seem like they've, they're trying to uh, quickly pivot, like... Their stance a little they're bit. They're like, no, Wheeler, no, 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 no. Wheeler's like, no, no, dog. I've always been for no fast lane. That that thing I said about the fast lane, I was, that was like a different kind of fast lane. No, was, no, I was talking about NASCAR. Yeah, yeah, I, I, race cars, uh, racing. No, it's it's real simple, you guys. Real, real simple. We need to make sure that during this four month period, that we keep it up front. Yeah, and we continue keep the pressure to, up and continue to comment. Yes, I mean, if anything, these mergers show this consolidation can only possibly restrict and 
just cosmology. Yeah, I mean, it's like us. we're getting it's squeezed nuts. on both yeah, ends. Squeeze, got, that's in constrict. Yeah. You got the uh, you got these mergers uh, that are taking out the competition and and then sort of uh, not really forcing them to be competitive. And then you've got uh, these these this lobbyist running the FCC. And I'm not actually all that convinced that them becoming common carriers is a good thing. I think that would it's, stagnate. It's more regulation, a right. lot more regulation. I think that would kind of just bring the development to a standstill. But the other thing is, and i got to look more into this, so that's why we're talking about it here in the supporter show and not the main show, is yeah. I think once you become a common carrier, there's new laws in place that make per usage billing much easier like rate metered okay internet and if they go one if they go metered internet okay then that means that those meters need to be regulated by state and federal governments right like yeah. like you have on a gas tank like you have on the gas meter on the outside of your house i mean right now we've heard of how many probably hundreds if not thousands of stories where people have had metered internet through Comcast, through Trials, through other companies yeah. where the meters are not accurate right. and there's no reason for them to be accurate because they're not regulated. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if if they go to a pay-per-use model, okay, fine. You think? I mean, if if they go to a you know, but then again, just like in a um, it, what they, you know, title what title 2, right? Uh, yes. Even if they go that way, you know, they have plans for unlimited talking and texting, yeah. and and I know that's wireless, but they also have unlimited yeah. local calls, right? Yeah. So they could set up the same kind of system as well. All right. All right. All right. Well, before we get into some of the stuff that sort of is contextually um, relevant to the main show, uh, there's two places where some S is just going down this week. Have you heard about Thailand? No. Dude, you got to hear this clip about Thailand. It's kind of unbelievable. And- they're, they're in martial law right now. In Thailand, an important American ally in Southeast Asia is under martial law this morning. Troops fill the streets of Bangkok today without warning. The Army's top general says the military is only trying to keep order. Seth Doan is tracking... By the way, uh, the general made that announcement from the TV station that they took over. So they get down there and the troops go oh, in and they geez. take over one of okay. these TV stations and the general goes on air and says, Nobody worry, it's not a coup. It is not a coup. We're just going to keep this TV station and these buildings. The sudden move from Beijing. Seth, good morning. Good morning. That's right. The Thailand uh, head of the military, head of the army, took to the airwaves early this morning and declared martial law. He insisted, though, that it was not a coup. Instead, he said it was aimed at stabilizing this country, where we've seen so many protests over the last six months. This is a complex conflict that can be broken down into two basic groups, the red shirts and the yellow shirts. The red shirts are pro-government supporters. They step behind the former prime minister. Go figure, right? Go figure. The red shirts pro-government. Go figure. Takshin Shinawatra, who was removed in a coup in 2006 following corruption charges. Then his sister was in charge. She was the prime minister until just a couple of weeks ago when she was removed by a Thai court following abuse of power charges. But that did not quiet the anti-government protesters, the yellow shirts. They are often thought of as uh, royalists, and they step behind the king. Their support comes from the wealthier ruling classes, the elite in the cities. Seeing troops on the streets, though, in Thailand is certainly nothing new for Thais. I was in Bangkok just a couple of weeks ago, and he got quite used to seeing I was there hanging out at intersections. Nora? All right, Seth, thank you. 
Yeah, the hookers are a great price. You know, I mean, I get a good discount. I was just uh, Bangkok the other day. I was banging. So, what? Uh, oh, oh wait up. So that's what's going on in Thailand. Wow. Um, and I got another story here for you. Uh, yeah. It comes right out of uh, your old uh, stomping grounds, Libya. Oh, yeah. I was uh, just down there. Stomping. Yeah. Just just hanging out. You stomped. I was hanging out there the other day. The U.S. military stands ready to evacuate Americans from Libya. Security is deteriorating in the Libyan capital. Warlords have attacked the government, and now a top general has joined them. Here's David Martin. The Marines have moved about 200 infantrymen and eight tilt-rotor Osprey aircraft to a forward base in Sicily and placed them on a two-hour alert in case the State Department orders an evacuation of Americans from Tripoli. Three tanker aircraft to refuel the Ospreys en route and two C-130 cargo planes to carry passengers have also been positioned in Sicily. Marines are part of a larger force that was stationed in Europe after the attack on the American consulate in Benghazi left four Americans dead. Investigations have since shown that the U.S. military did not have any forces capable of getting to Benghazi in time to save the Americans. The State Department has not yet made a decision to evacuate and says the Marines have been put on alert out of an abundance of caution. Scott? David Martin at the Pentagon for us tonight. David, thank you. David, thank you. Thank you yeah, David, that was great. I really appreciate that, that David. Nice, nice story, David. So that's Libya. we got Thailand and Libya going crazy. Now, I got a couple things we're going to cover before we get to the heavy stuff. Right. Okay, so we're just going to shake some of that off, because that's heavy, right? That's very heavy. Let's shake some of that off. Let's go inside Harry's $100 million razor blade factory in Germany. Hey. In a small town in the former East Germany, a New York-based startup is making waves. I like it my name is Andy Katz Mayfield. I'm the co-founder and co-CEO of Harry's. Uh, and Harry's is a grooming brand. We sell our own shaving products, razor blade, shaving cream, through our website, harrys.com. There's a couple of companies that uh, have controlled the industry for a really long time, and they charge prices that are pretty disconnected from the, the cost of manufacture. In January, Harry's bought Fine Technique. Total cost, including a bit extra to fund expansion, $100 million. And when we started Harry's, we searched all over the world to try to find the best manufacturer, and it turns out the best manufacturer in the world is here in Germany. And we're able to, particularly now owning the factory, um, deliver product really efficiently to our customers. We also sell directly to them. Um, and by doing that, we're able to deliver it at really exceptional value. You get down here and, I mean, you walk through this factory and you immediately have an appreciation for how hard it is to actually manufacture razor blades, how skilled the, the workers are here. The folks here have been doing this for a long time. They're truly craftsmen. Um, and that is the special sauce in this factory. It's the people um, and the process and the know-how that enables them to grind and steel and create really high-quality blades. I uh, I know that's a little commercially, but I just thought that was kind of interesting. You know, I uh, I, I I use Dorco blades. I don't use Harry's blades. Harry's has been doing a lot of podcast advertising. That's why they caught my interest. That's why I watched that. Ah, uh, all right. What well, our last light? You one. do have a beard, though. I just want to let uh, the hot audience yeah, know. It's true. It's true. Uh, the last one I wanted to get into, sort of in the from the light category. Did you catch McDonald's new logo? Wait, McDonald's has a new logo. It's 
so awful. No. And I normally wouldn't play this kind of thing. But I, heard, I heard Burger King's changed their lo- slogan. But wait, McDonald's has a new logo? I normally wouldn't do this, but it is literally that bad that I'm, I'm, I'm going... All right, all right. Right. I got to look at the screen here. Here we go. Also this morning, McDonald's is dealing with a supersized backlash over a mascot making its oh, first appearance in the U.S. The world met Ronald McDonald back in 1963. His hey, friends y'all. made their debut nearly a decade later. On Monday, McDonald's unveiled Happy to Americans, while social media exploded (laughs) with criticism. Some call this character McScary and worry it could terrify the kids. Abby Clausen is associate publisher at Advertising Age and joins us at the... We don't have to listen to all that. I just wanted you to see that. So so it's not a McDonald's logo. It's a mascot yeah, I for guess their so. Happy Meal. I guess it's a mascot, which is just all kinds of awful, though, don't you think? I mean, look how horrible that is. That's a big mouth. That's a big effing mouth. That's for all the burger eating, Chase. That's for all the burger eating. Okay. Eat me. Now we get into the little bit heavier stuff. Uh, let's talk about... Um, we got. Let's go for a longer one here. This is a little long, but it's interesting. There is a, a bit of a brouhaha upon us. Oh? Between Glenn Greenwald, okay. your buddy, all right, and your other buddy... Julian Assange is WikiLeaks. Oh, Assange? It's currently WikiLeaks versus Greenwald. Uh-huh. And it's, it's fascinating. There's some big revelations we're going to talk about in today's uh, Unfilter here in a little bit. And essentially, it involved naming um, some countries. And Greenwald decided to hold one of the names back. Okay. Well, WikiLeaks doesn't like that too much. It seems something of a feudal dispute is brewing within the Whistleblower Fellowship. Two titans of the community, WikiLeaks and Glenn Greenwald, the journalists who got access to the top-secret documents leaked by Edward Snowden, are at loggerheads. Artie Sarafat has been investigating for us. Glenn Greenwald and some of his colleagues published this story alleging that the U.S. were intercepting, recording and archiving uh, pretty much every mobile phone call on the island nation of the Bahamas. Now, they went on in the article to say uh, that there were uh, similar things taking place in four other countries, and they named three of them, Mexico, the Philippines and Kenya. They withheld the name of that final country because they said there were serious concerns that it could put... Uh, lives at risk. Now, WikiLeaks took to their Twitter account to slam this decision, asking, when did true published information ever harm innocence? Uh, Now, this Twitter spat ensued, and I think we can show you... Now, this is actually a pretty interesting point. What WikiLeaks is saying is, hey, Greenwald, you're giving us the BS now that the Pentagon gives us, that you can't release this information because of national security reasons. That's crap, man, because what you're doing now is you, one of the guys has just been involved in one of the largest leaks in history. He's saving it for his book. No, the book's out. No, his volume two. But the problem is the message he's sending is it's too dangerous to publish this. Uh, so it's, it is essentially confirming what the, what the Pentagon has been warning. And, and in reality, now the names come out and it actually wasn't that big of a deal. So it's, it's one of these things where what, what Greenwald is doing is essentially setting a new precedent in a way. Up on the screen, some of the back and forth that took place between WikiLeaks and Glenn Greenwald. And remember that WikiLeaks is widely believed to be run by Julian Assange himself. Now, Glenn Greenwald has said that the NSA had aggressively urged them to suppress the names of the countries, which they'd refused. But in this case of this one country, there was a genuine belief that harm could be caused. Uh, 
WikiLeaks were not responding well to that, and then we saw this bombshell dropped, which was that they said that they would reveal the name of the country that was being mass recorded in 72 hours. There is very serious questions raised here, not least the claims that Greenwald and Snowden have made that the Snowden documents are in safe hands. Does Assange have these documents? Yeah, that's the other question, is how does WikiLeaks know the name? Because supposedly Poitras, Greenwald are the only two plus a few big publications now. Yeah. So how did WikiLeaks get this information? Unless someone passed it along? And if that's the case, then why the 72-hour ultimatum? Why not publish it immediately? If you really believe in that transparency, put it in the Twitter feed right there. Maybe, Tweet it. Maybe it's uh, it's like poker, right? They don't have it. So maybe they're they're bluffing to try to get them to uh, come out with the name. It's either that or that these documents, which are supposedly super secure, have spread around to more people than they're supposed to have. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it could be either one. Yeah. Will that name be revealed? It was about 36 hours ago uh, that we had that deadline set. Another 30. All right. So this is a little clips a little old. We'll get to the rest of that story in the main show. Oh, look at that. And we'll get to the rest of the story. Coming here. up at 11 o'clock tonight. Is there a chemical in your kitchen that could kill your entire family? Oh my god, stay right here. <clears throat> okay. Uh, here's a weird one. This is the kind of story that makes conspiracy theorists go, see, that's what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. so uh, do you know how one of the campaigns they employed to find Bin Laden, did you know that one of the ways they did that was... Uh, vaccinations? Yeah, you got it, buddy. Well, so now... Uh, the CIA has been barred from using vaccination. President Aww. Obama's top counterterrorism advisor has vowed that the CIA will no longer be able to use vaccination programs as cover-up for intelligence operations like the one used by the agency prior to the killing of Osama bin Laden. Lisa Monaco announced the policy change last week in a letter to the deans of 13 schools of public health. Oh, uh, no, no, I was, I was trying to get your attention for this. For something in the, in the yeah, I, I see what he said. Yeah, I know. But we just played a CBS clip. He's just being a jackass. Yeah, I know that yeah. that kind of shit bothers me. It it's, really, I mean, it, what it is. So for people who are don't see it, is we have somebody in the chat room who's like, "Oh, RT's the sole source for the uh, exclusive, news the right. exclusive source." What, what that is is he's hearing something that is uncomfortable to him, and so what's easier for him in order if, in order for things to fit in his life picture, what is easier for him is, it is him to or her okay yeah. uh, to play it off as. Well, I don't have to accept what I am hearing because of where it's coming from. Just be, so, so let me paraphrase, if, right. if you forgive sure. me. Yeah. Basically, you're saying since it's from RT, therefore it's ass, right. and we shouldn't play it. Right. Well, no, 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 no. You know, you misunderstand. Oh, okay. It, what it is is it's essentially it's an internal self justification to be able to reject something that you're hearing that doesn't fit within your view of the world. Oh, I see. It's sort of, and the thing is, is it's not his fault. It is something that. People that don't exercise that that intellectual muscle are not very good at it because instinctually it's a protection mechanism. They're so saying they're they're saying that he was joking, but even even you know jokes can be taken out of context, and I, I think even saying those things could plant those ideas and thoughts into other people's heads, even by saying those things. Thoughts are like a virus, Chase. It's a virus. All right, let's go back to uh, this clip because you know what they're covering. It happened. (laughs) So that's all that matters. In it, she wrote the director of the Central Intelligence Agency directed in August 2013 that the agency make no operational use 
of vaccination programs, which includes vaccination workers. She also went on to say that the agency would not try to obtain or exploit DNA acquired through such programs. The letter was in response That's to the, the other end of this is they were keeping the DNA. Right. The of those universities who had written to Obama last year protesting the use of immunization programs as a means for espionage. The most notable program was run by a doctor who offered hepatitis vaccinations in the Pakistani city of Abbottabad as a front for his CIA-backed effort of obtaining DNA samples from children thought to be conceived by Osama bin Laden. Uh, and uh, there was a, uh, I think I have it in the overtime player. I'll go see if I can dig it up right now. There's an interesting conversation with uh, Mike Morell, your buddy. Mike Morell. You know, we, we, we hang out almost every other yeah. night. We, we play video yeah, games. Yeah, your buddy. We play Battlefield. Uh, but I don't... I don't uh, He's a really good Battlefield player, by the way. I mean, he like he can really like be a good support. I don't think I have it in here. But uh, he essentially said um, they stopped doing this about a year or so ago. But this is now it's gone public because uh, they feel like people need to know they're not doing it. So, okay. All right. Well, uh, here is a little bit of... Let's see. Let's see if I can find another good RT clip first. Here's a, here's a good one. Uh, the FBI is caught. Oh, I don't think this is RT though. Uh, but the FBI has caught a whole group of people that were selling malware for like forty bucks that lets you turn on anybody's the webcam. The FBI and police in over a dozen countries have been working on this case for a couple of years now, and uh, they basically in the last few in the last few days have done a roundup. Over a hundred arrests have been done. Hundreds of searches have been done uh, in Europe, in Canada, and the United States. And we're going to hear more about this uh, later today. The uh, Justice Department, the U.S. Attorney here in Manhattan is going to announce some charges against some of these individuals. Now, what we're talking about is Black Shades, which is a type of malicious software, the kind that was used uh, against that t- uh, former Miss, uh, Miss Teen USA. And it basically is used to hijack your computers. It can be, it can be done, any, it can do everything from, you know, log your keystrokes so they can steal your, your, your bank account information, your passwords. It can turn on your webcam. And, you know, it's been used for everything from bank fraud to, to extortion, Carol. So, so um, Sean, I, w- I want to ask you about this device that these perpetrators install on your computer. Is it relatively easy? It's actually very, very easy. This is what we would call commodity software. It's actually point and click. You can download really it from easy. the Internet. You do not have to have any particular type of technical skills. Oh. Once you've got what we call this remote access tool, once you've got it on your computer as an adversary and you deploy it, you have a screen and you can actually click on the camera of the computers that it's installed on. You can actually read the keystrokes as these people type in their usernames and passwords or where they're constructing email. It's very nice. easy to use, very easy to, to deploy, and incredibly pervasive throughout the network. How difficult was it for the FBI to round up all these people? You know, this is a great example of international coordination. Uh, The FBI has a long, proud history of working collaboratively with law enforcement agencies around the world. Proud. Uh, To do attribution in these cases is oftentimes difficult because you've got to identify not only the computer being used, but also the person behind the keyboard. Uh, But it really requires this uh, coordination. So they don't have a number. Okay. Okay. Collaboration. (laughs) Kudos to the FBI and and law enforcement uh, elsewhere globally. So uh, this, what do you think, Chase? Do you think this is part of a justifying the just tons of money that they're spending on cyber defense oh, and beefing uh, up? Like, uh, well, of I've course. Been, like, I've, I've, I've read that. That's a softball. <laughs> um, I mean, is that all that is? I don't, like. Well, I, I just, what, have we, what have we gotten that's tangible out of it? Really? 
other than just well, I think they're trying to show us. That's what they're trying to do, right, isn't but it? it yeah. But it's more fluff here. They're, they're, I haven't seen anything really solidly tangible. This is stuff that we've known about, especially as tech people, for a long period of time. This is nothing new. Yeah. This is nothing that we need to spend millions of dollars on and, you know, <laughs> it, to, to know. We just know this already. <laughs> you know what I mean? I it's do. Like, it's like, come on. And it, you know what I guess it's really for? It's, it's for the people who watch these shows like CNN, who are, you know, they're taxpayers. You know, I, I'm informed. I'm watching CNN. I'm watching this stuff. And they watch it, and it really, you know, it's Well, and the subtext is, is that you have, uh, you have these large law agencies that are beefing up on their um, spending on cyber protection, and then they're working together, sort of making one global law enforcement agency in a way. Yeah. It's yeah. like they're... Um, and so they, 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 I have a in the uh, overtime folder. I have another clip. They so essentially it's this malware. You buy it for forty bucks, and they busted the guy, and you know he's in jail now. And then they busted some people who are helping him make money. Uh, it's not a huge. It's not like it's some massively big ma- major sting. I, I don't know. It, it just felt really hollow. <clears throat> All right, one last clip because I want to I want to put catch it here in the supporter show because I'm thinking. This might come up over the next few weeks, so we'll log it here, and then we'll 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 bump it up to the main show if we see it, and then I think we're going to get on with the show. A Sweet. senior U.S. official tells me that over the last six months or so, what they have been monitoring is a series of threats from Al Qaeda in various locations. Threats aimed at U.S. targets overseas, and indeed U.S. targets here at home. One of the big concerns is a man named Abdullah Al Shami. He is part of Al-Qaeda core, the old Al-Qaeda based in Pakistan. This was supposed to be the old Al-Qaeda. The the former affiliate. Right. Before they got all affiliated, this is OG Al-Qaeda. Right. This is like original, like ABC affiliate. This is the Al-Qaeda that uh, supposedly we decimated. And then when we needed to still still have scary Al-Qaeda, we came up with the affiliate system, and now the affiliate system, <clears throat> people aren't buying that so much, so we're bringing back OG Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda on the run. Al-Shami, believe it or not, Wolf, they believe he was actually born in America, American-born, went to the Middle East as a very small child with his family. So now an American is running Al-Qaeda, okay? Okay. American. Let's just play that. I want to back that yeah, up because I believe yeah. that's what they're telling us, is, yeah. is an American is running Al-Qaeda. Shami, believe it or not, Wolf, they believe he was actually born in America. Oh, I don't think I backed it up because I just couldn't believe it or not. Big concerns is a man named Abdullah Al-Shami. He is part of Al-Qaeda core, the old Al-Qaeda. Oh, he's just part Al-Qa- of core. Al-Qaeda core. Al-Qaeda core. He's not, he's not, he's not leading it, but he's a high-ranking do, member, do they, have, do they have a website that I can go to and look at all the different divisions? I would and- like a flowchart. You know what? That'd be great. A PowerPoint yeah. might work. Maybe maybe Barbara Starr could get on that. <laughs> Go ahead, Barbara. Based in Pakistan, this was supposed to be the Al-Qaeda on the run. Al-Shami, believe it or not, Wolf, they believe he was actually born in America, American-born, went to the Middle East as a very small ch- Yeah, you know what? I got to give a shout-out to WDNSX in the chat room right now. He's saying something that uh, this is part of the news speak that they do all of the time. The officials believe. So what Barbara Starr is doing right now is she is reporting on something that somebody told her they believe. 
Oh, right. Yeah. She's every time here. She's saying officials believe he is an American citizen. Officials believe he's part of Al Qaeda core. Right. Yeah. Believe is not fact. No, it's not. It's just a belief. That's right. So I think that's a very good thing to point out is essentially all of this could be totally, completely BS and they wouldn't be lying. Child with his family uh, and, and now is essentially the head of Al Qaeda's external planning operations in Pakistan. He is a guy they believe is like a party planner trying to put operatives in place. Just part of this overall effort. They do not think yet he has been successful. Uh, they see no operational cells in the United States. But this is not al-Qaeda on the run. This is someone they're watching very closely. The New York Times actually quietly mentioned him several months ago. U.S. officials are loath to talk about him. But al-Shami, that is his code name, is the one to watch. Code Second name. stream apparently well, coming it? from Syria. Shami. What are you learning about that? Wolf. Okay, so you notice, too... Remember like a month ago when I was like, man, I'm loving this uh, threat stream uh, yeah. verbiage that Rogers was dropping? Yeah. Now here's Wolf, you know, uh, just rocking with uh, in Barb. The, in the situation room. And he's dropping threat stream now. Although he, he, I believe he drops, he just says stream, right? Because Wolf's got to make it He's tight. quick. Yeah. That Al-Shami, that is his code name, is the one to watch. Second Wolf. stream apparently coming from Syria. What are you learning about that? Wolf, another man, a guy named Al Johnny. Also, you know Wolf's coming... looking a little old, by the way. He's he's starting. To get he's put on a little weight and he's trimmed the beard too tight. Yeah, I, I yeah. was actually thinking that today. He shaved uh, it too close. Dan Lewis is going to CNN and he'll be he'll be taking over the situation. <laughs> no, Chase, I don't oh, think so. Damn. All right, okay, hold on. Okay, so now I have not heard this far into the clip yet. Are they about to say that the second? Are they the second? The second stream. The week in stream. Syria is also a U.S. citizen because what is happening this week is the Obama administration has been forced to release the memo justifying the droning of American citizens without legal process. Oh, this, so this is the groundwork. This is the that, laying of the that groundwork. That was just shown to Senate because there was a hearing to, to, to nominate uh, somebody for like the first uh, court, first circuit court. I can't remember now what this guy. I can't remember the details at the moment. Uh, I didn't put it in the show, but uh, he. Essentially, they said, we're going to hold up his nomination until you release this memo. This memo, which set up the quote-unquote due process the Obama administration went through to drone a U.S. citizen without an actual court order. So it's interesting that they mentioned that al-Qaeda Corps is on the rise and that it's being, you know, the party planner is a U.S. citizen. Are they now? There's no way they're about to also make the same claim for Syria. I mean, that would just no, no, no. <laughs> I'm sure they're not. No, no, way, no, right? no. Yeah, don't worry about it. You're good. Wolf, another man, a guy named Al Johnny, also coming. It is believed from Pakistan into Syria last week. Right, he was good. very right, quietly oh. sanctioned by the Treasury Department. They believe he is a key Al Qaeda senior operative now in Syria also at the core of a Syrian-based effort. I mean, al-Qaeda has been in Syria for over, well over two years now. I mean, the, their affiliates have very good ratings, and they've been there for a while. What makes one more person, uh, one more al-Qaeda person going into Syria newsworthy at all? At this point, what would be no, more newsworthy is if they were leaving and someone Syria. was taken off, yeah. Planning external attacks again, attacks against U.S. and Western targets. Syria now a hotbed, basically right now. open territory for al-Qaeda to operate. There are training camps. They are bringing fighters in. And as we are going to discuss in a short while, 
They are sending fighters out of Syria, trying to get there you them go, into Chris. Europe, trying to get there them you go. into the They're United sending States them out. There you go. to attack wherever they can. There you the go. The third stream coming from Yemen. What are you learning about that? Whoa, Yemen whoa, there's Wolf, a third stream. a top concern. Uh, it is, of course, the uh, headquarters for al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. Remember we reported several days ago the U.S. Have a headquarters in Sanaa had in closed, their, that's nice. uh, to any outside services. It is still closed. It is going to remain closed for weeks. This is one of the biggest indications of the growing threat from al-Qaeda in Yemen. Uh, the concern that they are very capable of trying to attack the U.S. embassy in Yemen, capable of trying to attack inside the United States. Let's circle back and tie this all up, Wolf. The concern here is... And you know what, for really the cherry on top, what she ought to say is a lot of them have arms that were smuggled through Libya, which is one of the reasons why Chris Stevens died. Just tie it all up, Barb! In each of these locations, Al-Qaeda operatives are threatening and making efforts to try and put operatives into place to attack U.S. targets in Europe, U.S. targets at home. U.S. official tells me there are there's no evidence... U.S. official. ...of operational cells yet... But they are watching and tracking every one of these as they emerge. I like there's a little island on the south of Yemen there. I bet you that's a nice little spot for them to hang out. Get a little tan going. Very pretty. So are you scared? Uh, should I? Am I supposed Al-Qaeda to? Al-Qaeda core is on the rise, Chase. I, I, I just want to know, am I supposed to be scared? Yes. I, that's the whole point of that entire segment. Oh. That's uh, why it, they did that. It's not working. Shite. They'll have to uh, come up with some new affiliates. All right, well, go check out the overtime folder, uh, dear uh, Unfilter supporter, because um, some goodies in there. All right, so you know what this is? Episode 98. Episode 98. Then we're two away from the big one. I believe it is your intro. It is. It is. Your party, Chase. Yep, it's uh, it's my party, and I'll cry if I want uh, to. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, We're going to be starting a new affiliate. Uh, here uh, in Western Washington, uh, we're Brand- announcing an indictment. We are announcing a new affiliate in the state of Washington, a new Jupiter Broadcasting affiliate to Al Qaeda. Oh, jeez, don't even say that, dude. <laughs> don't even say it, man. That's one of them things that's going to get us in a uh, FEMA camp quicker than you know what to do with a okay? FEMA camp. <laughs> hey, they have really nice trailers. That's all I got to say. And they do a heck of a job, too. They do. They do. Uh, Got a big weekend coming up. Big Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully you guys are busting out the barbecues, watching the Indy 500, being true Patriots Americans. (laughs) Americans. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to barbecue. Oh, of course you should. We we were doing some barbecuing today. I had some of your tasty meat today. Took up a tri-tip. What I first thing I did is I sautéed... Uh, some uh, some peeled garlic, smashed uh, up and chopped oh, up, so sautéed it in some bacon grease. Just, oh, just then put, I added in just some, put it all over me. Put it in some barbecue sauce, mixed that in, got it all oh. kind of thickened up, and then I sliced up some tri-tip and then brushed it down with that, and it was delicious. Forever and clean. This is Unfiltered, live from tent 331 in the FEMA camp of Washington State. Hey. All right, Mr. Nunes. All right, all right, guys. Well, you know, it's been a long time. You know, uh, we're going to have a great weekend. Uh, and all right, guys, here we go. Strap in. And this is your intro, right? Are you That's asking right, that? Yeah. All right, here we go. You're muted. I got to say it. Oh, you didn't say it yet? I didn't say it. All right, say it. All right, guys, strap in. <laughs> here it comes. Okay. <laughs> you can't just 
just imagine him just like. All right, come on now, come on now. I gotta do a thing. I gotta do a thing. All right, some filter ninety-eight. Here we go. Some filter, and it begins at a three, and a two. This is Unfilter, episode 98, for May 21st, 2014. China's military has attacked major U.S. companies in a computer war that kills American jobs. That is the allegation today in a grand jury indictment of Chinese military officers. They were charged with identity theft and economic espionage. It is a first that is already raising tensions between the two countries. Welcome to episode 98 of Unfiltered, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about that news that you should not be watching. Special thanks to all you Patreons who are supporting this awesome show. My name is Chase, and joining me every single week, because he has to, because he's here, Mr. Chris Fisher. Hello to Mr. Chase Nunes. It is hey. good to be here for episode 98. Man, 100 is so close. Oh, I can, I can t- taste it. Yeah, or that might be the meat still stuck you know, in you your teeth. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Uh, got it there. There we go. <laughs> Man, I'm excited, though. Oh. And you know, I think, too, it's been it's been a very interesting uh, couple of ramp-ups. You know, the last few weeks have been kind of interesting. We've been back. We got back up on our feet after the big move to JB1. Yeah, yeah. You know, because the Unfiltered show had... Uh, you know, a lot of equipment that a, comes with it. It, so was, it, it was in a weird spot yeah. because we know we forgot to bring the bell. <laughs> and we the forgot red book. to bring the red book. Yeah, which we have now. We've 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 got all that. All we have we have new digs uh, to uh, to yeah. do the show from. Uh, obviously, you know if you've been following our our Patreon, which we lost launched last week. Last we, week, we want to put the show on the road, right? I mean, obviously, wouldn't that well, be actually, a great dream? We didn't. Uh, we didn't put that in there. Well, we did. Thought, we just inferred. We didn't actually say. Until <laughs> 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 now, <laughs> well, that's actually something. Uh, that's true. I, I was going to uh, talk about this in the Patreon segment. We'll just talk about we'll it right now, about, just oh, real okay. quick. All right. Uh, you know, I mean, one of the honest criticisms you can give the unfiltered show here for sure is that we are very U.S. centric in our view because this is. Our, this is Wait, our Chris, pad. where do you live? I in the United States of America. America. Where do you live? America. Yeah. So, but though, you know, and we do try to look outside the world. Of so course, we, yeah. we try to use that to our advantage. We try to look at how the U.S. behaves around the world and analyze it from our standpoint here internally. Give you the yeah. inside pitch from people who aren't crazy. Yep. You know, so that's our value. I have an idea, Chris. You know, what and we I need? hope it helps our world listeners like understand what's going on over here in Crazy Town. What we need is affiliates, Chris. What we need is Unfilter affiliates. So this could be Unfilter Core here. This is going to be Core. Right. And, and then, then we'll we have, have affiliates Unfilter there. affiliates all around the world <laughs> with, in training camps. No, uh, uh, yes. no, Chase was kidding. But what we were thinking it's, about is if that Patreon ever, were ever to get immensely successful, we would want to travel not just in the U.S., but honestly outside the U.S. UK, to help Australia. And do you shows know, from there. Do them from there, right? Yeah. So that's... I was going to mention that a little bit, but I'm pretty excited. Yeah. It's well, pretty exciting. You know, now we have some great uh, great news to share about the Patreon. We'll talk about that later in the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But first, it's time for a, uh, of course, an we've NSA cover- update. We've been covering this since episode yeah. 56, uh, 5, 4, 54, 54. 54, yeah. There was, um, there was some interesting stuff that came out on The Intercept this week. That's the new uh, Greenwald, Poitras. I, uh, I was, was going to call it the streams. Piero Madar. Uh, from, from the streams. And it turns out that the NSA has been recording every single cell phone call 
word for word, storing it for at least 30 days in the Bahamas. Oh, so we're not going to the Bahamas and, is what you're saying? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Here's a little update on what's going on. Surveillance is part of a top-secret program called Somalget. Somalget is part of a broader NSA program called Mystic, which The Intercept says as of 2013 was being used to secretly monitor the telecommunication systems of six countries, including the Bahamas, Mexico, the Philippines, and Kenya. However, while the Mystic program reveals the agency's pursuit of metadata in all those countries, Somalget has enabled the NSA to also record the content Ew. of nearly every conversation in the Bahamas and one other unnamed country. The NSA tells RT that its efforts are focused on ensuring the protection of the national security of the United States, its citizens, and our allies through the pursuit of valid foreign intelligence targets. They went on to say that all of the NSA's efforts are strictly conducted under the rule of law of and provide appropriate protection for privacy rights. Oh, totally. In one of the documents, the Intercept acknowledged the NSA boasts of being able to log. Oh, log every call. I don't know why it cut off there at the end. Log every call. Now, if you and also if you look at that slide you had had yeah. up there, this came from the Intercept as well. Uh, in addition to the Bahamas, they give it quick mention, but you can see it there on the slide. Uh, the uh, NSA also is targeting the entire mobile networks of Mexico, Kenya, nice, and the Philippines. Oh, that's nice of them. So it's not just the Bahamas. I like the fact that they have a nice little screenshot of an iPhone there with yeah. some text messagings happening. Yeah, that's, that's nice. nice. Isn't it? It's very nice. Uh, according to the documents provided by Snowden, so that's where these came from, and the and Intercept is still going through them. Now, the story wasn't written by Greenwald himself, but one of his associates on the Intercept. He's still out doing the book tour. Uh, all told, the NSA is using this mystic program to gather personal data on mobile selps placed in countries with a combined population of more than two hundred and fifty million people. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of people, Chase. And now here's the part that I don't like. This okay. is the part... Now, there's a lot of aspects to this story uh, that bother me. Um, obviously, the potential for economic espionage here is is pretty intense. Um, it, it's pretty high. But where I really have issue with this is they're also using this to basically bust people for buying weed. And Whoa, they, really? Yeah. Yeah. In fact... Uh, there's uh, in the show notes I have an image of uh, a uh, essentially an intercept where they grab uh, a call where this guy talks about how he's going to be taking in uh, some weed and uh, how much weed he thinks I, it's going to be. Is this the image that you're talking about? I think yeah, I have that's it, it yeah. right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're using the some all get program. Uh, and here's here's how here's here's how, think about how they do this. So this is how Greenwald or the Greenwald associate explains how some all gets. Uh, they go like this: If an entire nation's cell phone calls were sort of a menu for TV shows, Mystic is part of the some all get program. Mystic would be the cable programming guide showing up with channels which offer shows and win. Some all get would be the DVR that automatically records every show on every channel and then stores them for a month. Okay, All right, but so when they, they go, work together, but when they go back and watch it, that's when they need the warrant, right? I, probably I, not if it's somebody outside the U.S. But the Bahamas uh, is I, yeah outside the U.S. Right? They're, they're, they're not. It's not like the U.S. Virgin Islands. It, it, the Bahamas are separate. Yeah, right? the Bahamas are. It's 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 a democ. I mean, I don't understand what this is. They're like, there's no threat from them. There's they're, they're democratically elected leaders. <laughs> it just seems crazy. It seems honestly like a test. Like they're just trying it out. Like they're just working on the system. Plus, a lot of influential people go there to vacation. So, what about that hidden uh, country, though? What, what about that other one that we don't know about that they're recording every conversation from? We haven't gotten the name yet. Oh, yeah. Why? 
Uh, so yeah, so here's uh, another slide. There's just all kinds of slides. They talk about how uh, the State Department has in the past labeled the Bahamas as a major drug transit country. And uh, so, you know, it's obviously from that angle, you know, the drug war angle, uh, an area of interest. I'd hate to think they're violating this many people's privacies just for the freaking war on drugs, but I guess any justification. In fact, uh, the NSA, I have information in the show notes about this, was able to use Executive Order 12333, triple threes in that one, two executive order. This executive order allowed them to ride in on the drug war. And what the NSA did is they worked with the contractors who were setting up the telco systems because when the Bahamas did their build out, they didn't, they didn't, the government themselves didn't build it out. They hired out contracts and those contractors came in and built out the telecommunications systems. Well, so what the, what did the NSA do? They got in with those contractors and that's one of the things that this, these revelations reveal is what the NSA did is they started working with those people directly and they say here in these slides that in most cases the host country is totally unaware of the NSA's activities because they just compromised the contractors. And Reagan is the one that made that executive order. So this, the per, their ability to do this goes back to when Reagan was in the office. So that probably gives you an idea of how long they've been doing it or working on it. You know, I always think about, you know, people who come out and say, you know, I can't believe Snowden, you know, released these documents. I can't believe that this stuff was shared. But think about it for a minute. Let it sink in for a moment. Our government, our United States government, is doing something on such a huge scale. Yeah, 250 scale, million people. Huge scale. And it's all take, as they call it. It's it's all contents. They're taking everything, you guys. Yep. Everything. Oh, and yeah. we would never have known about this right. if it wasn't for him. Yeah. But then there's many people out there who feel Snowden is a traitor, that he needs to go to the stake, not the beef steak there, that we had there earlier, is but something the steak. There is something I interesting going understand. on. This this particular revelation, what's interesting about this is it's sort of also there was a WikiLeaks versus Greenwald uh, thing that happened where Greenwald didn't want to release all the names, and WikiLeaks said that was BS. Right. And Greenwald said, well, it's for their protection, and WikiLeaks says, well, hold on. Every time somebody says you shouldn't have leaked the Snowden stuff for protection, you said that was crap. Now, all of a sudden, you're parroting that line. And there was this big back and forth about it. So I've got a link with more info in the show notes if you guys want to read about that. But I wanted to talk about something that I think is a bit of a – well, I don't want to give it away. I want right. to get your opinion. I'm going to play this, all right. and I'm going to ask you what you think about this. Okay. okay. Um, actually, you know, before I do that. I'm going to uh, change my file player because I don't know why it cut off at the end there. That was all kinds of weird. New install, Chase. You know what I mean? It's all kinds of weird. So this is coming out is of that California. Windows uh, 98 SE you're running <laughs> yeah. over there? Yeah, I'm running. Uh, you can see here, this is the, uh, right here, that's the uh, Windows 98 SE uh, theme you know, I love, of, for I, files. That's pretty slick. Yeah. That looks good. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's the old uh, Storm uh, color palette or whatever they used to call it. So this is <laughs> happening in California. However, California is one of many states that is working on something just like this. While California is looking to make things just a little bit more difficult for the NSA, in a proposed bill which just passed in the state Senate, the federal government would need a warrant from a judge if it wants the cooperation of Californian officials in searching residents' cell phone and computer records. The so, bill was introduced as a result of the NSA leaks yeah. by former government contractor Edward Snowden, showing massive internal surveillance of American citizens by the agency. The California bill is still moving through the state legislature, but is the farthest along when compared to similar measures in other eight states. So was it kind of, did you follow what it is? Because it seems a little weird, right? Here's, here, I'll, I'll kind of paraphrase. 
they're working on legislation that if the NSA wants access on a person's information and they have to use state official resources, they have to get a warrant. Okay. Uh, here's why I think this, and does this sound kind of gimmicky to you a little bit? Because to me, this is gimmicky. Well, I, I point to their facilities in San Francisco. Uh, well, it's not NSA facilities, but they're rem- in uh, they're in an AT and T building right. in downtown San Francisco. But that's got nothing to do with state officials. No, no. They so just worked out a deal with AT and T. They just straight up put a prism device. Right. This now that we know what it is, this is why I think this is an election year gimmick. Yeah. Because, like, okay, so I'm, when I'm you, leaning towards that way. When you have to go through a state official, in that case, you'll have to have a warrant. But because the data you're primarily getting is the ISP's data or the cellular carrier's right. data or Google's data, yeah. state officials aren't involved with that. Yeah, and the other thing, too, I, I'd love to know is, is there any public uh, disclosure clause where if the NSA is pulling that See, information, that they have would be to reveal legit. it. Yeah. If that was legislation they're trying yeah. to pass, that'd be legit. This to me is election year. Well, look, I'm fighting the NSA. I'm making them have to get warrants. Yep. And then it's a little caveat, little asterisk there. Warrants are only required when dealing with state officials. Right. Or, you know, under under the guise of national security, if there's any kind of uh, national security issue that right. is under the emergency clause, right. yes. uh, we are not required to disclose they're that not. information. No, exactly. And, yeah. They're not. Yeah. So uh, here's, okay. So you have this kind of stuff going on. And then I think you also have the the beast just needs to continually re-justify itself to the public media. Yeah. So the FBI did a good PR blitz. We played a clip uh, from CNN that covered some of this in the supporter show. Here's a clip from NBC. I believe this is uh, Brian Williams. And he's going to tell us about how the FBI, because they're getting so cyber smart and protecting us from these scary cyber hackers, that uh, now you can take your pants off and not have to be afraid. I'm taking them off now. Just as Cassidy Wolf was enjoying this public coronation, her most private moments at home were being violated. I received an anonymous email from an anonymous person. It basically was extorting me and blackmailing me. I saw that he had attached nude photos of me that he had taken in my bedroom. That blackmailer had hacked into Wolf's computer from a remote location and used her own webcam to secretly photograph her. Wolf is one of more than 700,000 cyber hacking victims worldwide whose personal computers were turned into weapons against them. All right, so I'm loving this already. All right, all right. Are you hearing the typing sound effects they've added to it? You know what bugs me? You know what grinds my gears? Hey, Chase, you know know what bugs me? You want to bundle what grinds my gears? You go first, and I'll tell you what's bugging me about this, because there's a couple of things. All right. Whatever, I'm, I'm sorry. I feel bad for her. You know, hey, you know, her t- pictures were taken against her knowledge. It wasn't an ex-boyfriend. They weren't in the moment. This was somebody. Well. Hold on. Wait, hold on. I'm just playing. F- the, all right. Assuming I, I, everything she said is true. That's what I'm assuming. And it's not a boyfriend who was like. Right, right. right. Uh, that being said, whatever happened to personal responsibility? Let me guess. She's probably running Windows XP. She's probably not even running any kind of they, antivirus. They did show a shot of her machine. It was a Windows box. I okay. don't know what. Uh, let me guess. She probably downloads music, perhaps. Maybe right. she doesn't know how to right. download it correctly. Not using She's probably it. using IE. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm not trying to blame the victim here, yeah. but at the same time, there's a little bit of yeah. personal responsibility you know, that needs to occur. I don't know. I feel I'm like, sorry. Just a little bit. I feel like Windows is such a train wreck, such a piece of crap, that really any average user should never be using it. Only I, only people with technical expertise should use Windows. Uh, so I can't really fault her for that. But here's where, here's 
Here's what I do fault. Is right. I fault this report because what they are about to do is conflate two probably completely unrelated scenarios. Her webcam getting accessed and then the FBI cyber ring that they just shut down. There is no link between the malware that they well, shut no, no, down no, no. and her let, camera. Let's let's let let's be the public, let them decide. Let's play the remainder of the clip and right, let's I'll, see they're, they're, you know what, Chris? You well, know, I don't same, believe you. They're going to tie, tie no, it to some. No, they don't. It's the same kind of malware, but it, it, they are. There's no. There's necessarily no correlation. But and and the thing that's great is the FBI has been doing this PR package, and like so each each news agency puts their own spin on it. But I thought NBC going with the Miss America spin that was the best. Well, one. let's see. Let's find Today, out. Today, federal authorities announced more than 90 arrests in 19 countries, from the U.S. to Europe. A two-year investigation, one of the largest cyber crime Just crackdowns 90 arrests? ever. Among just them 90? Was- yeah. Wait, two years and you just get 90 people? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong business. I know. That's a lot of money for money, 90. Man. My gosh. Largest cyber crime crackdowns ever. Among them, a Swedish hacker living in Moldova who federal investigators say helped create and market the malicious software called Black Shades Remote Access Tool. And they even make sure they put the name on the screen. That wait, way you can go Google for it wait, right Black now. Black Shades Remote. Oh, yeah. Wait, look, actually, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it right now. In gonna, some ways, this thing almost ends up being like a PR piece for this piece of software because they like mentioned it a few times. So right. are you looking it up right hey, now? Hey, go ahead and bring up my screen okay, here. You're so, going to love this. All right. Here. I'll play software it again. You see, you see what I'm using? Black Shades Remote Access Tool. Black Shades. Black Shades. Remote access tool. And I believe it's one word actually. Black access shades, is, I think. Tool. tool. Yeah. Got it. Okay. All right. What, Fair do you, what do you what do you get when you bing that chase? Uh, uh Wikipedia listing, all about black shades. And you, this is just all news. This is just news crap, cute. isn't this? This is crap. This is just crap. Yeah. I'm sorry, you know what? I binged it on purpose. I don't use it. Black Shades <laughs> Rat. <laughs> oh, black! Try black shades rat. Black so search shades, for black shades rat. Black yeah. shades rat. Yeah, and then we'll keep it. We'll play it while you. Oh wait, black shades rat free download. Yeah, there you go. Wait. All right, hold on. Uh, Freecracking.com. There Do you it. go. You're yes. on a you're on a Linux box, so don't yeah. worry about downloading. All right, so I'll go ahead. I'll click on that, and I'll take us to the uh, black yeah. freecracking. There it is. Blackshades.net. Click. The, uh, oh yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Download client.exe. There's screenshots. Oh nice. There's screenshots. <laughs> this is great. Look. Download the link. Do it. Get, oh yeah. Do it. No. 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 It's fine. Oh, I know, but I mean, you want me to click the video? No, I want you to download the software. But this is. Oh, this is from Mega. This comes oh, from Mega. Okay. Well, All right, hold on. There it is. I'm downloading it now. Blackshadesrat.rar. I'm going to download it. Okay, it's going to take a while. Uh, Mega. Hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, it, there it goes. No. Uh, wait, wait, wait for it. It's almost done. I'll play the rest of the clip while it goes. And it is. Oh, this is Mega, dude. It's our, they always. It's just. It, that's what it does. Oh, it, it's done. Oh, it's done. All right, okay. I have the RAR. So now you have it. I have it. So now uh, we should expect a. Uh, Mr. Uh, Fisher, are you in there? Hi, hi, Mr. Fisher. Uh, we just we just detected you downloaded. Hey, we just did our first screencast on the unfiltered show. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. Play out the rest because it's just great, and it almost becomes like an ad. Access tool or Black Shades Rat. <gasps> just forty dollars. Forty bucks. The Black Shades Rat enabled anyone, anywhere in the world, to instantly become a dangerous cyber criminal. Black shades can be used to hijack computers remotely and turn on computer webcams, access hard drives, and even capture keystrokes to steal passwords. Cybersecurity experts say beware. Hackers try to lure you to click on an attachment. Once you've done that, you've downloaded the bad stuff onto your computer and the attacker can take over. Another tip from the experts, shut your computer off when you walk away. Just <laughs> as easily, put a piece of dark tape over the webcam. Oh. Tonight, experts warn hundreds of other hacking programs remain for sale online. So act quick. 
Hey, hey Chris, <laughs> what, what about go to my PC? Can't that do that? Uh, what about the other ones, like a remote desktop can do that? Yeah, I mean, it's probably like a VNC thing, and you can trigger the webcam. I mean, oh. yeah, is this stuff bad? Of course. But like you said, it's a combination of personal responsibility and put some damn tape over your camera if nothing Hey, you got else. some gaffer's tape? Because there's a webcam on this. I know. Well, that see, thankfully, like on these monitors, I don't plug that in. Oh, thank God. I know, so you don't have to worry at all. But you have a laptop right there, Chris, yeah, in front of you. I hope. I get a thrill out of it, especially when I'm baiting. No, shut up! I'm, I'm shut baiting. up! I'm baiting. <laughs> I'm glad you got the reference. Uh, all Watching right, out my balls right now. Come on, <laughs> we should take a little uh, break right here and uh, thank our patrons. That's usually what we normally would thank our unfiltered supporters. Which Wait. it's the same. It's, it's Wait, the same. Well, thing, are, right? are you are you talking about pa- Patreon dot com slash unfilter? Patreon dot com slash unfilter. It is the new system su- to support the unfilter show. And man, I'm really happy to say I think the. I would say a lot of the feedback has been people really like the new system. Yeah. Uh, first of all, one of the things that's nice when you sign up now, you get immediate access to the supporter show, which yep. is a nice benefit because in the past you had to wait one week. Uh, but there's also more of a community now because there is a discussion area for our patrons. Yep. And they can, you know what? It's also a good mechanism for us to get feedback directly from the people who keep us on the air. Yeah. So as of this recording, what, we're at 127 right 127. now? 127. Now, in, in case for people who don't know what Patreon's all about, it's it's a way to support independent media and content like us uh, on a per-month basis. That's the best part about it. We're able to track it much easier than before. You can use a direct uh, debit or credit card or PayPal. And you are able to track it. It's right yep. there, it's sort right of Kickstarter of style. It's right there on the page. And the other thing we're doing now is we're making it very clear what the milestones are and how close we're getting to those. In the past, we'd sit here and we'd say, yeah, once you guys get us to this number, we're really going to try to do this, but it was nothing firm. Now we've got it down there on paper. We've already hit, is it two or three of our milestones? We hit now? three. Three of you guys are so awesome. So we're keeping the lights it's on. It's crazy. So, so here's a couple of things that you may notice when you come to our Patreon page. The first thing is if you uh, decide to pledge at least $5 or more per month, you get the ultimate unfiltered experience, which Ooh. means you get that BitTorrent sync immediately. Yes. Chris hooks you up, makes it happen. Happen yep. right away. There's also an RSS feed where you get the audio, and we're experimenting with an enhanced video version of the Unfiltered Show that includes news clips and things like that for the supporters right. show, and that's going to be in the BitTorrent sync. You get that as a supporter. You also get all the clips, all of our notes, but, all the art but Chris, assets. But Chris, there's something even better. There's What's something that? even more special, What's and this that? is something that we launched with the Patreon, and that is the Unfiltered Investor. And what that means is for $33.33 per month or more. We have had some people yeah. actually pull the trigger so and do more, which is amazing. incredibly gracious of you guys. You get all the previous benefits that we mentioned, but yeah. you also are going to get an automatic subscription to Unfiltered Swag. Now, Chris, Unfiltered Swag. what is Unfiltered Swag? So we're going to, one of the other ways we're going to start doing some fundraising for this show is if you can't get in on a monthly basis, from time to time, we're going to offer some swag up that'll just help fund the show. Right, like shirts yeah. or maybe coins well, or for bumper example, stickers. Episode 100 is around the corner and we've got an idea we have some ideas if you are in the investors club right you're going to get one piece of that swag yep as just part you're of, just going to get it yeah and, so and that's why when you sign up we ask for your address yeah for that so, one so, only, only if for you that do the one. five dollar or or you yeah. know more yeah. you don't have to. yeah if, yeah if you do if you pledge 33 now you might be noticing if you go to this page right now as we record this show live on wednesday that there's two of 33 left. There's only two, two slots. slots left. Yeah. Oh, my God. I will likely add more slots in the future. But it's going. This to, is all we can handle right now. This is all. So it's going to be at yeah. this limit for a while. Yeah. So if you want to be, get into that unfiltered swag, then go over to un, uh, patreon.com slash unfiltered. Click on the pledge of 33 or more. Now, you, are, of course, are welcome to pledge any amount you want. 
If you'd like to pledge more than 33, have that. You can change it at any time you want. You can also go below five. If you can't afford five, you just won't get access to all right. of the bonus goodies. The, the good thing about Patreon is, is, first off, it does only ding your card once a month. It's at the at the beginning of the month uh, that when they process all the payments. Now, now Chris, mm. on the left-hand side, we did reach our goals. We have two more goals upcoming. Do you want to talk about them real quick, or do you want to leave it yeah, there? Yeah, no, we can mention it. Okay. One thing I wanted to clarify, too, is... Uh, I, I really want to stress that we need the Amazon payments and PayPal uh, folks oh, yeah. to switch over. We need be- you to switch over. Because because of the consolidated way that Patreon does the billing, we're going to save a bunch more money on the processing. The Amazon payment system was eating us alive yeah, no on the billing. So uh, the Patreon system, much better. So we make a little bit more there. So your dollar goes more towards supporting this show. So please go switch over there. Yeah, let's talk about the milestones. All right, so obviously we've already knocked through our, our previous milestone goals, which was actually to get us back to where we were After from the, the spring, spring cleaning, cleaning and yeah. stuff. And also, uh, not only that, we are we are now at the, Keeps br- the, lights on. the break-even point yeah. for the show. Yeah. But at the same that's time— That's the funds—that's the—we just reached the level where we're funding one day of production. Right. Now, to be blunt— this show obviously takes more than one day of production. Right. Right. It's it's several days in the making combined. Right. Yeah. But we wanted to be able to say, okay, Wednesday, the day that Unfilter is recorded, that's paid for now. And that's what we just did. And that's amazing. That is that that keeps the show going. Yeah. That's what we've just accomplished. This show is now is go, is able to fund itself. We're solvent, as they say yeah. in the financial world. Now we wanna now we wanna be able to then sort of do things that are a little maybe extra and above and beyond what we've been able to do in the past. Yeah. So we have secret plans that we want to reveal at the $2,500 per month upgrade. Now, you mean the one now, that you revealed? No, 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 What are you talking about, Matt? Nothing, nothing. We'll edit that out. What are you I'm talking sure. about? Yeah. Yeah. Rakai, uh, yeah. edit now. Yeah. Uh, so when we get to $2,500 per month, we want to do an upgrade. Uh, to the show, and not only when we want to do an upgrade, but you know, it makes things a little bit easier for us to do to do more things that we really wanted to put into the show, but yeah. we have to wait till we actually get to the funds to do so. Yeah, for sure. But the big one, which you never know, it's not outside the goat, uh, goat, the goat of possibilities. <laughs> the goat of possibilities, is, of possibilities. To, is not only to bring the unfilter upgrade, and obviously you're keeping the lights on, but to bring the show twice a week because we know there's news that happens. Yeah. A lot more than what we can cover in yeah. one week's a- show. And I tell you what, too, like a lot of times we'll we'll talk about a story. It's on Wednesday, so it's just on the cusp of something major developing. Yeah. And sometimes within that week, the story develops and concludes, or even has a major development. And it's like, gosh, I'd really like to talk about that before next Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. The, uh, the second show a week would really kind of keep. Uh, the the story's flowing, I think, a lot more coherently. Yeah. We could keep a track of a lot more threads that way and uh, sort of keep people more informed and up to date. And I think we'd still try to form it so that way if you could only have time to listen to one show, you still could get by doing that. Yeah. Uh, so I loved it. This show originally from conception. Originally from conception. was always going to be a, a, a viewer-driven show. And it was always like one day. One day we may go to a week. Like from very from the very beginning, it's like I don't know if we'll ever do we, it. We love to dream, <laughs> but we've <laughs> always considered it, it. Yeah, but you know, it, it's it's got to it's fr- from a business standpoint, it I just mean, has to make sense. I mean, personally, th- this kind of experience for me has been phenomenal. I mean, you know, kind of going up to episode one hundred and doing that retrospective. You know, uh, here I am. You know, I'm driving over to Chris's house. You know, it's a rainy night. You know, we're starting episode one and. You know, we didn't really know where the show was going to turn into. And here we are at 98 episodes. We have 127 of you who believe in what we are doing. And that is the most phenomenal thing that you guys are are willing to invest into us 
you know what? That's that's the best part. We don't have to worry about yeah. a sponsor. No. We don't have to worry about trying to go get X and Y and Z and yeah, making and sure they're happy. I'll tell you, I don't know if it's just the way my uh, brain works or what, but I am I am motivated like hell. I am very motivated. Because it's like, you know, it's it's one thing to impress a sponsor, but when it's your audience that's paying you, that's the that's the highest stakes for well, a content creator. And not only that, it's a direct one to one. It's it's one of those things where if you are not liking where the show is or how we're doing the show, you're going to vote with your pocketbooks. And you also have that exclusive uh, patron discussion area where you really have our ear. Yeah. And the other cool thing about Patreon is you know, we'll, we could throw surprises in there. We can do exclusive stuff just for patrons, just for people who support the show. Yep. That they have on, a whole platform. For you it. have a whole platform, and you know, I, I've seen some great comments in there, Chris. You know, a lot of people are saying, "I love this." I dropped the five dollar per month that I was on the old platform. I moved over, and I became a investor. Boom! That's I mean, awesome. I mean, it's it's incredible. So, in, in case you guys don't know about it, if you're on the old platform, you need to come over today. Do it now. Patreon.com slash unfilter. I, I'm just going to dream. I'm, I, you know what? I'm not going to be totally bummed if this doesn't happen, but it it would... Hey, wait. Could you imagine... Where, where's, if, wait, where, where's the coat? Chris, talk to me. Tell me tell me how what, you're feeling, Chris. Well, doctor, uh, could tell you me. imagine if we got to our next milestone, the unfilter upgrade yeah. by episode 100? That's two weeks, three weeks. Do you think that's possible? That would be 2,500. I mean, that's, that, that would be... That would blow my mind. Like, imagine if we knew at 100... Like it's okay. One hundred marks the beginning of the next gear of unfilter. Oh, like man. that'd be huge. Uh, Patreon.com slash unfilter. Thanks you guys for no, your support. Thank you. you thank guys, you for seriously. keeping us on the air. We we're now at a point now where we know we can keep doing this every single week and yeah. that I really appreciate. No, that I mean that's that's one of those things where, you know, there were there were times that you know, even Chris Chris and I we look at each other and we're like, uh, I, 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 we don't know if we're gonna make it. I mean, we don't know if we can continue this. Yeah, especially after the spring cleaning and the all the problems we had with the Amazon payment system. It, like, we weren't sure if the Patreon thing would work for us, and I'm, I'm really glad it did. And I think the reason why it's worked so well is because it's it's not only is it better for us, but it's it's way better well, for the audience. Honestly, too. we're able. Here's the best part. I mean, one of the best parts, and then there's a lot of great parts. But with not having sponsors, okay, on this show. We are able to be completely open and honest and not have to sugarcoat or eliminate or, or even just like try to goose it up so that way it's clickbaity. Yeah. That's yeah. what for me is the, the most important well, the part. Only, admittedly, the only thing we do clickbaity is the title. You know, we, we sometimes. We, yeah, yeah. But like I'll give you an example. Like you and I on the pre pre show were discussing how our local uh MyNorthwest.com news site is well, always... Well, it's not just them. It's all, all yeah. the local news. But they're always running these bullcrap pot stories that are are just there to get clicks, right? Like when we have... We'll talk a, about it a little bit later. Yeah, when we have a discussion, like there's meat to it, and, and it's because it's because of where that motivation comes from, yeah. which is the yeah. audience. No, but you guys, I, I want to give you all a hug, all 127 in you. And I know there's some of you out there go, I want to become a supporter, but I can't afford it yeah. right now. You, you know, know if we just had a few folks watching live right now, go to patreon.com slash unfilter and even just got us over to 130. Hey, hey, I want to show you guys That'd something. That'd be really great. Can you show them my screen yep, one more I'll thing? Pull it up. Yep. Now, obviously, you look on the left-hand side here. It says give $5 per month. Let's say you can't afford that. Let's say you can only afford, I'm serious, 25, no, 33 cents. I don't know if that, well, that might get all eaten by transaction, right? It could. It could. But I'm, what I'm saying is you can put any amount in that you feel yes, is bad. Right. You and, just won't get anything unless you're right. below five. I, I would love but to- it still s- supports us. I want to see the Patreon number go up. I want to see that number go up. I, I think we need to start adding into the show a Patreon prediction number. That'd be fun. Yeah. So right now we're at 128, right? 
Oh, really? So we just went went up one. Great. All right, so we're at one twenty eight. Great. I'd love to see that hit one thirty. I'm I'm putting a prediction right now. One thirty three. Got to be thirty three, right? Wow. So well, one thirty three. If we're gonna get to the next milestone by one hundred, it's gonna have to be more than that. I know, but I'm talking about just for next week. So one thirty three. All right, let's move on. One thirty three. Let's do it. We'll put it in the book. I want to start by something kind of huge that happened this week. Uh, uh, That's for, what she said. What? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think I'll just let Brian set it up. You Brian. might have heard the story that the U.S. is going after China for the hacking. Well, uh, listen why. Good evening. The federal government today opened a whole new front in a war that's been going on for some time. But for the first time ever, the United States is filing criminal charges against the Chinese, specifically five members of the Chinese military for electronic spying, hacking into the computers of some of the largest American companies and flat out stealing trade secrets. Wow. It's the first time the U.S. has done this, filed economic espionage charges against officials of a foreign government. It's where we begin tonight with our justice correspondent, Pete Williams. Hey, Pete. The top federal prosecutor in Pittsburgh says Chinese hacking into U.S. Steel's computers know, right? played a role in the company's decision to... All right. So, yeah, I, yeah, Pete sounds like he's in a can. And I, I thought maybe that was because, like, they thought if they use that frequency, maybe it would drill more into no, people's no, heads. No, I, no. I, I know why. I know exactly why. The indictment, which is a effectively stealing jobs from major companies like United States Steel Corporation yes. and Alcoa Corporation, yeah. which makes cans. Oh, so he's talking to one of their... So, yeah, he's about to say that right here. Yeah. ...played a role in the company's decision to cut 140 jobs at this plant in McKeesport. That's a key piece of information. So, so they're setting this up almost immediately that this Chinese hacking indirectly or directly led to Caused job loss. Yeah. After the Chinese flooded the market with cheaper steel pipe. Cyber theft impacts real people in real and painful ways. Painful. The lifeblood of any organization is the people who work, strive, and sweat for it. All right, so we're going to come back to that whole jobs angle of this. But first, I want to give you guys a little more background on uh, who these quote-unquote hackers were. If you're a longtime listener of TechSnap, you might remember the company named Mandiant and the building that they talked about in China, same group. The FBI today issued wanted posters for five members of the Chinese military now charged with running a cyber espionage operation targeting U.S. companies. Prosecutors say the men work inside the People's Liberation Army as part of an elite hacking unit, codenamed 61398. John Carlin is Great the assistant attorney general catchy. for national security. For the first time, we are exposing the faces and names behind the keyboards in Shanghai used That's to steal line. from American businesses. From this building in Shanghai, prosecutors say the members of 61398 stole corporate secrets, product specs, and private memos from five U.S. companies. All right, this doesn't sound like it's two major private memos, some specs. Okay, all right. But Holder is going to give us a full list of the companies that he calls victims. We expect, we hope, that the Chinese government will work with us in connection uh, with this and bring these indicted men uh, to justice. Holder named six U.S. companies he called victims. Westinghouse Electric, Alcoa, Allegheny Technologies, United States Steel, the United Steelworkers Union, and Solar World. Now, they don't go into detail in that clip, but uh, supposedly the Westinghouse theft involved nuclear power plant. Ooh. Nuclear power plants, plans. Uh, and so what the essential argument here is that this Chinese theft is giving them a leg up in trade negotiations, uh, in, in, in time to market, and it is directly resulting in the loss of American jobs. 
U.S. Steel's game plan for competing with Chinese state-owned competitors and confidential production and cost figures from Solar World of Portland, Oregon. Inside information that the I think that was the same group that uh, was a, was a little bit of controversy during Barry's re-election because of some money that went to them and then was just kind of lost as they went out of business. Well, now we have this sort of revisiting. Well, we we. We lost to the market because of Chinese hackers. Uh. company says gave the Chinese a leg up in a highly competitive industry. We've had many, many companies close, shut down operations, or pull out of the business, and lots of Americans have lost their jobs. Do you believe that, by the way, Chris? I mean, do you... All right. I mean, here, I am not one to call the American media a liar <laughs> here, uh, but, you know, it's one of those things where, I mean, can I really believe this story? Yeah, okay. So I mean, granted, I've lost my jobs, but I've lost a job, many jobs, do you think, and uh, it's because of Asian hackers. Do you, think I don't it's, know. do you think it's possible? It's plausible. It's plausible, but... Do you think it's maybe possible, like, on a smaller scale? I'll give you... You know, I bet sure. you if anything... I'll give you the real... I'll, if, if I, give me the inside scoop, Chris. I bet you what happened is a few contractors for some of these companies were compromised, and those contracts were canceled as a result. Yeah. Maybe a few projects were shut down as a result of some of this stuff. I, I bet, yeah. So I bet you there has been some job loss. I think it's more about establishing a narrative that sort of explains why we have such a crappy economy in a new fancy, shiny way that also gives us an enemy at the same time, uh. and also allows you to assign blame to such a to the job market failure without actually having to look at the intrinsic, uh, systematic problems in our economy that are actually contributing to the massive amounts of people that have just completely left the labor market. Job rates are going, or unemployment numbers. But Chris, but Chris, this is the same government that wants to eliminate the cap on the visa program to allow more trade workers to come (laughs) into the country and and take the American jobs. You know, it's uh, so- Same government. Yeah, they're they're crazy. They're 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 uh, they're psychotic. They're bipolar. Um, <laughs> it seems like it. At least well, I don't know if bipolarnessness. Has I think the problem is we have here is we have we have one narrative that says the economy should be doing X, and yeah. then we have some stats that kind of back that up, like the dropping unemployment number and the overall wealth in America, depending on how you frame that. That sort of back that argument up. But then there's this problem where like. Everybody actually knows that unemployment in the United States is at some sort of level. We've never had no, no, our Chris. Time. Have you have you not read that it you know yeah. the percentage numbers are so, the lowest we've ever seen because less and less people are being counted. It's like that's this, not in the article. There's like, it's like there's this continuous reinforcement of all these things around. It's like something's not quite right with the official story. I think everybody can kind of sense that. And I think in some reason that's why some people tune into the show is they sense the real the the narrative I'm hearing. That's not accurate. There's there's not logical anymore. But if you have things like this, you can point to you can say it's a contributing factor to the economy yeah right. all this chinese hacking those bad chinese so what we need to do factor. is we need to fight all chinese <laughs> we need to fund our cyber divisions more chase that's, that's what right. we need to yeah. do uh and is so, that something i can do on my tax returns where i can like check a box and say i want to donate instead of three dollars to the presidential fund? i wish you could also select the drones, and if you could say drones that kill children or drones that don't kill children, that'd be good, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think, okay, but I do want to focus on something. They are, uh, they, have been in, they have been in conversations with the Chinese about this kind of stuff for many years now, but specifically over the last couple of years, it has been a very contentious point. Uh, in fact, uh, there was some falling out over 
the Obama administration's insistence about talking about cyber theft issues with the Chinese. But every time that they've done this, the Chinese come back and said, show us the proof. And they and the Obama administration is now trying to very publicly, very publicly show them the proof. And, and by in this, this is the first time we've ever indicted another uh, a foreign government official of this type of thing. The yeah. Justice Department today filed the first ever criminal charges against officials of a foreign government for stealing U.S. economic secrets by computer. Inside this building in Shanghai, prosecutors say, five members of the Chinese army, each named in an indictment, hacked directly into the computers of U.S. companies. For the first time, we are exposing the faces and names behind the keyboards in Shanghai used to steal from American businesses. Boom. I love that line. So I had, I just love that line from behind the keyboard. Now, uh, so your buddy, Mike Morell, former CIA yeah, director, my, my beer buddy. Uh, deputy director too, uh, now working for CBS News, uh, Skypes into the morning show with uh, Charlie, and they chat about this a little bit. And one of the things that comes up, uh, Charlie actually asks a great question. He's like, wait, why are we getting all up in arms about this? Haven't we just been exposed for economic spying um, quite a bit here with the Snowden revelations? Does the U.S. conduct economic espionage oh, on other countries. United States um, does not. Okay, now listen. Um, and in my experience, never has. Does not, and in my experience, never has. Um, stolen economic secrets from another country and given them to our companies for economic advantage. Did you catch the qualifier? Mm. I'm going to play it back. And tell me if you catch the qualifier so you can see where the lie is. Country and given them to our companies for economic advantage. For economic advantage. So we've never done economic spying and given it to one of our companies. Experience never has um, stolen economic secrets. Okay, so we've never stolen economic secrets, but that's not the end of the sentence. The end of the sentence is... ...from another country and given them to our companies for economic advantage. <laughs> we've never stolen them and given them to our companies so for not, economic advantage. He's, saying we've not, he's not saying we've never stolen them. In fact... What he's saying is, yeah. we steal them, but when we steal them, we don't share them with other companies. Oh, that's nice. That's what he's saying. Um, we do not do that. Um, a number of other countries do, but uh, we, ha we do not and never have. Is the key word, we have not given them to other companies? Um, we, we're we not even done that, but not given them to other companies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so, Charlie, in general? Uh, in uh, general? In, now, listen, in general. I like, well, first off, in, point to Charlie for picking up on that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Important. I, I'm surprised that he's actually Charlie. Okay, Charlie. Right. I mean, you picked, <laughs> I you picked up on. I that. sometimes wonder if it's like that's the good cop, bad cop. You know, like it's. Or that. maybe that's the real journalistic Charlie, the one that's trying to come out of right. him, yeah. like the alien. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I, 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 don't, I just for some reason can't imagine. But I, I just, just can't believe Charlie's like, just stepped up there. It's like saying generally, generally, I don't beat hobos. Generally. Um, we're not even interested um, <laughs> in uh, um, economic secrets. No, nah, we, oh, we generally. Well, no, you gen, see, you we're know, so rich. Hey, no, generally, you know, generally, Chris, I'm not interested yeah. in tightly clad, you know, really hot-looking women that go through the park. Generally, um, but usually, but on 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 that day, I was boy. <laughs> Charlie, in wow, general, um, we're not even interested um, in uh, um, economic secrets. Um, we're interested in national security information that can help the president 
um, keep our country safe and keep our country for the safe. most part, economic secrets for the most fall part. into that category. For the most part. For the most part. Although, if that economic secret keeps our country safe, then you're damn right it falls within our category. And you got to also figure that if maybe they were trying to leverage a special relationship with, oh, I don't know, Lockheed Martin or some weapons provider. I mean, Chris, weren't you just saying last last week on this show that, you know, hey, you, you hope that our country is doing these things so they get the best deals possible yeah. and, you know, hey. Well, I mean, they no, I'm not saying I hope. I'm saying that's what these guys are supposed to be doing. Right. I think that what what I love pointing out here is this this rampant hypocrisy that we have. Oh, it's true. Uh, yeah. And, of course, it's this very hypocrisy that, as China has responded, has now called us out for. China, unsurprisingly, is not handing over its officers for prosecution. China, said Beijing in a statement, never hacks anyone's information, but it added, U.S. departments have been carrying out large-scale organized cyber theft and cyber surveillance on foreign dignitaries, corporations, and individuals. China, said the statement, is the victim of U.S. cyber theft and cyber surveillance. And indeed, America, Canada, and Australia, all close eavesdropping partners, have been accused of spying on other countries' trade departments for commercial advantage. Yeah, in fact, you know, I've been reading the new uh, Greenwald book, and I'm the part I'm reading just last night is the recap of all of the economic spying and hacking that we've done. I mean, just through quantum insert, the NSA has believed to infected 50,000 computers with malware, so that way you could spy on those computers. And let's not forget, this is also the same NSA that completely took over an entire cellular network in China a few years ago. An entire cellular network. That way they could spy on everyone in that region making calls. So, yeah, yeah, we've done a little bit of this ourselves. But are you buying this line that the Chinese government isn't doing hacking? Are you buying that? No, I actually believe them 100%, Chris, that, you know, I I think that China is doing it legitimately. No, of course not. Come (laughs) come on, man. Come on. All right, all right. So uh, here's what I love, though. So that was China's response to our, like, right. you know, uh, yeah. the indictment. Okay. So then, of course, the State Department... They have to respond. They have to respond to the respond. So this is a little Q&A during the uh, daily briefing with the State Department. The Chinese statement says, quote, it is a fact known to all that relevant U.S. institutions have long been involved in large-scale and organized cyber theft, as well as wiretapping and surveillance activities against foreign political leaders, companies, and individuals. China is a victim of severe U.S. cyber theft, wiretapping, and surveillance activities activities uh, goes on. Is that correct? Well, our intelligence activities are focused on the national security interests of the United States. So you- uh, obviously, again, uh, we believe there should be a continuing dialogue on these issues with China, which is why yeah. we've been so supportive of uh, a working group. Oh, a working group. I, that was such the worst non-answer ever. And essentially, it's like, it's, it's their best way of not denying that they're not doing the same thing without saying they are doing the same thing. Uh, so I love that I love that Q and A, and your buddy uh, back to Mike. Uh, he expects yeah. China to respond in some sort of economic way. I'll play this, and then maybe we'll discuss if that's actually just not already happened. U.S. has been in dialogue, quiet dialogue, with the Chinese for a couple of years, trying to work this out. Um, there was very little progress, uh, so I think this step was uh, designed to get not only China's attention on this issue, but uh, but other countries' attention as well. And what retaliation do they expect from the Chinese? I would expect uh, the kind of retaliation you saw today, uh, very strong rhetoric. Um, And I would also expect, uh, Charlie, that you would see uh, um, at some point in the not-too-distant future the Chinese um, make the United States pay some sort of economic price. 
some sort of economic deal that we would like to see happen um, will quietly go away and the Chinese will send a very strong signal that way. Now, I, a couple of things happened um, since this indictment. Number one, uh, a J.P. Morgan official was arrested. Okay. And uh, that kind of happened right away. I have information about that in the show notes. Uh, he was in China and they arrested him. Okay. The other thing that happened is what people are calling the gas deal of the century. Now, I'm not, this is something that's been literally 10 years at least in the making, this deal. Yeah. Uh, this is not something that happened just because of what's going on right now. No, it, first sentence 10 years of negotiations. Yeah. But there are was a stalling point that seems to have been overcome recently and there's a little double double whammy I'm going to tell you about towards the end of this that okay. also seems like a screw you to the US. This is a 400 billion dollar 30 year contract this is huge. between Russia and China. Yeah. Russia will be su- supplying oil and natural gas to China for 30 years now. Okay, but there's a twist. It gets even better. We're going to get to that in a second. I want to save that for a little bit because I'll, we'll play this. Are you talking about the? Oh wait. All right. Okay. And don't, don't spoil. I it. know. Just I know. You already spoiled the going around the world thing. Didn't you? No, I didn't. Yes, the multi-billion-dollar deal has finally been struck here in Shanghai. There are smiles all around. There was a little bit of tension because no one quite knew if it was going to come to the compromise that both Russia and China wanted. We know that China wanted a bargain, and Russia was standing firm on the price that they were asking for. So this deal entails Gazprom sending. Billions of dollars worth of China for the next 30 years or so, for decades to come. And it will change the face of the global gas industry as we know it. And I'm sure Europe is looking on uh, rather cautiously at the moment because they too have been trying to diversify their trade. And this will perhaps give Europe a little less leverage in terms of pricing with Russia uh, from now on. So that's one to watch. We know there's been tensions with sanctions going on as well. So there's politics at play involved with this deal. And that's why everyone has been involved in it. It's great timing for China because we know they've got a 1.3 billion people population and they are gas guzzlers, the biggest consumer, and Russia has the biggest reserve. We have some stats in the uh, show notes uh, about the uh, consumption. Uh, it's it's unbelievable, the consumption in China. Last year, China consumed about 170 billion cubic meters of natural gas. China's trying to use more natural gas because of the smog problem. And it is, they're expected to consume 420 billion, 420 billion cubic meters per year by 2020. This deal is going to be in effect by then. Okay, wow. So this is, this is an unbelievable deal. Uh, and, uh, I, and remember, we also, what, what was one of the things about Crimea? Crimea had also natural the gas ports pipelines. And the ports. And you know what's out in that water, too, which I didn't even know? But out in the in the bay that that that, that the yeah. new Russian territory now extends out to, I I got to look into this more. But I was reading today, there is some people believe a trillion dollars worth of natural gas under the water there, uh, 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 under Crimea. Uh, unbelievable. Anyways, I, w- I want to get back to this clip because they talk a little more about the deal, and then we'll we'll continue on. 
Our gas guzzlers, the biggest consumer, and Russia has the biggest reserves of natural gas. That's what China wants to get involved with at the moment because the huge economic expansion that China has experienced over the last three decades has come at a cost, and that cost is pollution. You can really feel it in the air. It's um, somewhat dirtier. It's called the smog. It's grey and it's misty, the and they want to move towards a cleaner air, which is natural gas. So it's a win-win situation at the moment, <laughs> yeah, and say. Russia is looking eastward. Yeah, I'd say they are. Uh, and then, of course, at the same time, Putin said, man, stuff between Russia and China, it's tight. Time to show you some of this morning's headlines from around the globe. The South China Morning Post looks at the growing links between Russia and China. Russian President Vladimir Putin calls relations between the two countries a top priority. Putin visits Shanghai tomorrow. In an interview released today with Chinese media, Putin says his ties with China... Are the best ever. <laughs> wait, 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 Charlie. I told you I'm about sorry. it. I'm sorry, uh, Charlie. Can you please repeat <laughs> that? Some of this morning's Here we headline. go. Let me see if I can find this. Charlie, first. can you please tell me again what country? What the, country was that? By the way, I, best ever. Oh, Down hold on. Some of this Here it is. This is right. calls relation between the two countries a top priority. Here we go. It's coming Putin up. Putin visits Shanghai tomorrow. In an interview released today with Chinese media, Putin says his ties with China. Are the best ever. <laughs> I love it. I His love ties it. with China. I love it. Are the best ever. All right. So, are you ready for the stinger on this whole uh, China Russia deal? Hit me with your best shot. So, thirty-year deal. Some people say four hundred billion. Some people say less. Some people say more. Okay. This entire deal bypasses the U.S. dollar. The entire deal bypasses the U.S. dollar traditionally used for this type of deal. So what are they using? They're going to just use their local currencies, their respective local currencies. Wow. And they also released a statement saying the Brinks nations are just going to be doing this more and more. And you think about this is something they plan to do over the next 30 years. I, I don't think many uh, big deals like this will be in U.S. dollars. Uh, in maybe they'll years. start using Bitcoin. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But uh, I thought that was just a surprising little twist to the story. Could be um, it, that particular aspect some people are speculating might have been encouraged by the recent stuff going on in Ukraine. And, wow. and also here you have us rattling our cage at China when we are doing the same exact thing to them. I mean, our own documentation leaked by one of our own intelligence analysts even said that. So it's not even like a secret anymore that we're doing these hacking activities against China. I mean, remember, we just talked about a story last week where they're implanting control chips into Cisco routers. Those are, a lot of those are going overseas, and a lot of those are going to China. I mean, if you look at some of the NSA slides that have leaked, you can see the amount of intelligence coming out of there. We're doing all of this. We're rallying all of our cages when these other deals are going on. And you know what we're going to get as a result of it? Not much. A favorite technique, the government says, spear phishing, sending an innocuous-looking email that, when opened, secretly installs malware, letting the hackers get access to company data. Among the targets, Westinghouse, data equal to 700,000 pages of emails, including its closely guarded plans for building nuclear power plants. The Chinese foreign ministry called today's charges utterly ridiculous, a pure fabrication, and said it never steals commercial secrets through cyber theft. But computer security experts say China is unlikely to stop. Part of the reason it's a hard habit to kick is that it's incredibly successful. It takes one phishing email with a suspect link in it. One person in the company clicks on that link, and it gives the attacker the foothold to get into the network, take what they need. Brian. Pete Williams starting us off at the Justice Department tonight. Thanks. So um, essentially what they say there is because we don't have a extradition treaty with China, right. they're not going to hand those guys over. No, they're not. They don't even have to. 
legally. And then uh, because it's so successful, it's not likely they're going to stop. Yeah, so they're just going to so it's so it's just status quo. Uh, is this a deflection technique? Like, hey, you know, we've been spying. Yeah, but look, these guys are doing it now. We're getting serious. We're even doing the legal stuff. This is the first time they've ever put out wanted posters. I don't know Chinese if it's officials. deflection. I think it's more of a maybe a little bit of a distraction to try to get the maybe the American public a little bit more. I don't know, uh, you know, closely educated about this kind of situation because they were ramping up the the red scare. Again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with that. That sounds nice, Chase. Yeah. I like that. Smells. Plus, feels, there's, it feels nice. There's probably a good chance that uh, somebody's going to be able to make some money, and you know what I always say. Yeah. Show me the money! No, actually, that's not what I always say. Oh, no. What no. I always say is, oh, my God, it's Anderson Cooper. Oh, my gosh, it's Anderson oh, Cooper, everybody! Oh, uh, by the way, Chris, we just lost all our patrons. Yeah. <laughs> we just all lost right. them all. So, you know what we like to do, Chase? We like to end on a high note. But oh, boom. Oh, I see what you're doing there. So, we got we got a couple of stories this week that uh, came out from our local news. You know, that you know, obviously, it's going to happen here, and it's also going to probably... You know, if, if, if there's anybody in uh, Colorado that these kind of similar stories, please send them into the show. Yeah. Uh, because, man. Sending like an MP3 file of your, it is, of your it voice. Is. This is laying on thick. So what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the... Uh... We'll, st- we'll talk about the vaping vi- uh, devices okay. first, because yeah. this isn't necessarily marijuana-related, but a lot more people are getting into vaping with yeah. marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's take a look and see what's well, going we've on. We've been hearing a lot about the growing concern over the use of e-cigarettes among minors. The Washington State Poison Center has uncovered a trend that shows kids... Under the age of six, are what? getting their hands on vaping devices. Qu- wait, wait, stop, 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 Chris, Chris, Chris. Uh, full disclosure here. How old are your kids? Well, Dylan is five. Okay. Abby is three. Okay. And Belle is just about. She's on her. She's rounding the corner to ten months. All right. So hold on. Yeah. All three of your kids are under six. Yeah, that's true. Dude, uh, you got to get home. I got to. I got to secure some devices. Secure some devices. Justin Wilcox is an avid vapor. Sitting outside his home, he puts a few drops of his favorite flavor of e-juice containing liquid nicotine into e-juice. what he calls a mechanical mod, commonly known as an e-cigarette. When he's done, he packs it all away in a carrying case to keep it safely away from his four-year-old son. That one named How do you feel about having this stuff around him? It doesn't bother me at all because he... I, for kids, it's out of sight, out of mind. If, the, if I keep the case closed and uh, locked up, he's not going to touch it. Washington Poison Center, this is Deborah. But the Washington Poison Center has uncovered a disturbing trend. Is this a boy or girl? The number of reports of children with toxic exposure to e-juice is growing at an alarming rate. Uh-oh. We're getting cases concerning small children, primarily under the age of six. In 2010, Washington State had one report of an e-juice poisoning with a kid under the age of six. But the numbers steadily climbed each year to 51 in 2013, and already 39 cases so far in the first quarter of this year. So we've gone from one a few years ago to 39 cases in this, in this year. You either just got it on their skin and they've absorbed it through their skin, or they actually are ingesting the product. What the studies have shown is that there's a wide variability of what's in the product versus what the product states is in it. The manager of the tobacco prevention program for King County Public Health explains the poisonings can happen at any age. As they are constantly refilling the device daily or every week, liquid nicotine is, is highly toxic, both, in, both whether you're ingesting it or whether it's on, on dermally on your skin. 
A typical poisoning reaction is nausea or vomiting. The poison center says there have been no reported deaths. Moon Mountain Vapors Solar Flare. While some bottles pop open with a simple flip of the thumb, Wilcox shows us the ones he has in his case have a protective cap. And all of them use childproof caps, which is important. There are juice makers out there that don't do that, and with their juice, you have to be more responsible. You have to keep it out of reach of kids. It's just like any other medicine, really. You don't put your medicine where your kids can get it, and you teach your kids not to play with that medicine. Master Yoda. Four-year-old Landon. Master Yoda. The, the Wilcoxes <laughs> say they'll teach Sorry. those same rules to their newborn twins as well. Their father believes switching from the tar and carcinogens of cigarettes to vaping is healthier for him and his family around him. You know, these kids are my life, and. I would never bring anything around them that I thought was dangerous or potentially hazardous. In Tacoma, Alyssa Hahn, King That's Five a long news piece, by the way. Yeah, and okay, so you notice how he kept calling it juice? Juice. Because it's not marijuana. Right. It's 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 tobacco. Right. So, and what I find is so funny is like, but all of these stuff, our local news, at least, our, at least here at our local news, they never ran these stories before. They never See, cared. Here to. in Washington, cannabis is legalized, but they actually can't sell it yet, so you you can't buy vaporizers like here in Washington State. You can't buy weed from a store yet. No. I mean, you, there's ways to get your hands on it, but they're talking about cigarette vaporizers. But the thing is, is I remember the same story when I was a kid, but the story was kids were eating cigarettes. That's what the story was back when I was a kid. And they were getting to your cigarettes and they were eating them. It, again, it goes back to the personal responsibility thing. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, there's also there was another story that came out today, right? What was that story? Yeah, yeah, no, no audio to this one. Uh, we couldn't find it in time for the show, but there was a uh, hash oil extraction. We love tracking these ones. They do these all the time. These are now. on the radio. Love the, it. The, this was on the radio actually on my way over here, but they don't have it on their website. But basically, basically because of this extraction, there was a huge explosion in the small city. Anybody in the chat room can pronounce this word. Yallop, uh, authorities uh, say that because of the extraction caused this explosion. Now, here's the funny thing from this article, Chris. Okay. Uh, this came from the AP, by the way. Right, yeah. All right. Yeah. Hash oil is not, typically not made. Not hashtag oil. No, yeah. no. Hash oil. Hash oil is typically made by packing the cast off leaves and stems of marijuana plants into a pipe and pouring highly flammable butane yeah, through it. Oh, yeah. The concoction is heated to make the potent oil more cheaply yeah. than it can be purchased in stores. Yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, where can I purchase this oil? Y- you can't. What? Yep. Yeah, what? I know. Yeah, that. Yeah. there's no store where you could buy that. What? Now, also, by the way, that, that piece is only technically correct. I mean, a lot of people will do that to sort of reclaim like their- Oh, I forgot to show off the photos, by the way. Look at, oh. the, look at the photos. You got you got the kids uh, triwheeler just blowing up there. You have look at look at the melty look look at that wow look well, it's, yeah. it's all it's Man, massive. If, if you're if you're cooking with butane in the house, what kind of dumbass? Look are look you, at the back huh? of the car. Look I at mean, that. Wow. When you hear these stories, do you just think to yourself these are these are the dumbest people? Like these people are so stupid to do this. Like how dumb? First of all, like. Do it in an area where there's like like maybe in the backyard outside. Now, Chris, uh, by the way, you can see all the butane cans everywhere. Um, classy, yeah, very classy. But let me let me ask you this question, Chris. Yeah, life at a high point for do, those. People. Do you know how many people died? Oh, uh, probably forty or fifty. I'd imagine zero. Oh, do you know how many people were injured? Uh, no, zero. You mean just somebody's personal property was ruined? Yeah. 
Oh, we better make sure we make a big story out of it. Absolutely. <laughs> Just yeah. All right. So speaking of images, I oh. got I got a picture I want yeah. you to pull up. Yeah, I got it right here. Uh, this is we'll we'll end on this as our uh, last clip today. Uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth, ha- your buddy, your friend. Well, she's wife of you know former quarterback of the yeah. Seahawks. Uh, yeah. So she Elizabeth ha- hassled back. Easy for me to say. She was on the View, but that wasn't working out so well. No, no, she was too good for the View. And yeah, she too needed, good. She would. She needed her own show. Yeah. So she moved to Fox. She's got her own show on Fox News. And uh, I have a highlights reel of her kind of putting her foot in her mouth. And the best part really is the visual thing. So if you are listening to the audio version of this show, do me a solid. At the end of this episode, go over to the show notes. We've got the picture embedded. We're also going to put it up on the video stream if you're watching that. Here we go. This is great. Well, we've been hearing a lot about the growing concern over the use of e-cigarettes among minors. The Washington State Poison Center has oh, uncovered... Wrong clip. Wrong clip. Sorry, I was too busy looking at other things. <laughs> I was looking at Hasselbeck. Sorry. You know, that's what well, I did. Well, the NFL Here might be go. getting closer to loosening its policies when it comes to marijuana use, but would that be sending the wrong message to their young fans? As far as public sentiment is concerned, I would think most parents here uh, would think this is... This is unsettling to think that the NFL is going to open the door for more pot use. But I understand this. All right, so she's making her, this is her typical approach, think of the kids. Yeah. Won't you think of the kids? A lot of times people cite that study that we debunked a couple of weeks ago where they did a, did a survey of 20 people who uh, volunteered their information and, and, and estimated their usage. And they had 20 people who then were the control group who didn't use marijuana, and they, volu- they volunteered and estimated their daily activities. And they said, okay, well, based on this, we see you know, there's potentially some degrade for younger people in like your ability to whatever. Right. I can't remember. Yeah. The, it was kind of a crap study. But I think that's kind of what she's citing in this clip here. And so she pitches it to this guy, and she you can see on her <laughs> face, she was nodding in, oh, you're about to agree with me. You are about to, you are about to basically repeat what I just said and confirm and... it. That if you allow NFL players to use marijuana, that you're going to find a bunch of kids out there uh, using it as well. I'm particularly sensitive to this issue because I come from a family where six out of seven of my aunts and uncles at one point were all addicted to crack cocaine, mm-hmm. including my uh-huh. mother, who yeah. is uh, who was addicted up until a couple of years ago and wow. was addicted from the time I was 12 years old. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I, I feel for you. Yeah. Please uh, continue. So I understand that. And however, I was also uh, a high school teacher uh-huh. where yeah. I taught uh, young teenagers. Yeah. And I am intimately aware of what it, of what the teenagers are influenced and not influenced by. Mm. The uh, NFL yeah. changing its policy towards marijuana will not influence these teenagers. Let me give you an example. What? If the NFL were to immediately uh, ban the use of all alcohol amongst all football players, you would not find a widespread cessation of alcohol use amongst teenagers. Mm. So uh, um, perhaps. perhaps. I, I, you know, Sean, Get him I, off. I think Get your story is so interesting. You have a unique perspective, both as player, attorney, and just with your personal background Get there. You know, I think the concern is Get him off the air. how can you say we're working on brain health and, and let more pot be used. And the kid debate is certainly there. Thanks for being with us today. Conversation will continue. Uh, thank you. And the conversation th- does th- not th- continue. Th- 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 I can't speak. Uh, and so Get him off. I think this I think like particularly for the NFL. You know, the, the, these guys get their bodies beat to crap, right? Yeah, and absolutely. If, if Freaking legalized loop. cannabis could help reduce that pain, I would say there's a good likelihood, just based on even on the limited science we have about marijuana now, that it would be healthier for them to have a cannabis treatment than the sort of pharmaceutical pills they would take that have a lot of other, other side effects. But per- particularly in their case, 
perhaps performance reducing side effects, which is ultimately the bigger deal because with the cannabis use, essentially, you know, you smoke a joint one night, that way your back stops hurting your neck or whatever it is. You're able to fall asleep, basically. It doesn't remove the problem altogether, but it also doesn't knock you out like some of these horse painkillers that they take do. These guys take (laughs) this major stuff, right? Uh And stuff, sometimes these guys are not even taking pills, dude. They're taking direct injections of stuff, like really gnarly stuff, stuff that has side effects, stuff that leaves you loopy for days, stuff that leaves you just kind of, you know, just sort of slow. I mean, these guys, there is a massive performance expectation on them. And in in their case, a lot of times they're already using cannabis treatments because of this. They're just doing it unofficially and gaming the system. It's already a rampant thing. And that's what drives me so nuts. And so I loved it that he went on there and was like, yeah, look, I've got a history with addiction. I've I've also been a high school teacher, but I just got to tell you, if you if you want to make this argument that the NFL can't use cannabis because think of the kids, well, there's a lot of other things the NFL shouldn't be doing, like maybe downplaying brain injury or maybe making these guys actually be. Chris, get you off the air, off the air, off the air, get them off right, the air. Like if you were right. gonna if you were gonna hold these guys up as yep. as these absolute idols, well, then they better dial back on the drinking, they better dial back on the womanizing, they better dial back on the big cars and the yep. over overachiever yep. lifestyle because that's also sending a bad message. And she makes a great point. Uh, he made a great point. You cut out the alcohol. That's not going to make kids stop drinking. Nope, you're right. Absolutely. Anyways, so there you go, Chase. I thought we maybe ended at that point. We did end on a very high note. Oh, that's what she said. You know, and one of the great places that you can go to, Chris, you know, after you're unwinding from a day of unfilter is heading over to our unfilter oh. subreddit page. Oh, hold up, Chase. Hold up. There it is. Unfortunately, I'm sad to say that we did not reach our goal. Oh, we didn't get to the 1300? We did not. We did not, unless three people sign up right now before the end of the show. Unfiltered.reddit.com. That's where you can help make this show better. Engage in the discussion. Give us feedback. We'll link this episode in there for a discussion thread just about the topics we covered right. here. And we often pull from that for the idea, for ideas of what you guys want to see from the show. So it's That's a great right. resource all around. Always, always a great place to go to. Now, Chris, during the course of the week, you're letting people know what's happening at Jupiter Broadcasting. Who, me? You're, you're engaging in conversation in 140 characters or less. Uh, where can people go? I would just suggest twitter.com slash chris l-a-s boom super boom that's how you'd find out like when a filter's live look at you when look at you holding that jupiter up. broadcasting sign there oh what about you chase are you on twitter i you know i i like the tweets you can find me on twitter at newness n-u-n-e-s that's my name what about maybe something in a little more high definition Ooh, hd you can head over to geekgamer.tv here boom, you boom, can boom. You can check out, uh, like we just did, a Geek Gamer Weekly. Is YouTube really buying Twitch? So we, uh, we yeah. kind of go into that yeah. and talk about that and the ramifications topic. of that deal. Don't forget to go over to patreon.com slash unfiltered to support this show and keep us on the air. You guys are critical to making us take this to the next level, and we appreciate the support. You guys rock. The yes. best audience ever. Seriously. You guys are awesome. We'd love to also have you join us live over jblive.tv. We do this show on a Wednesday. We generally kick it off around 6 p.m. Yeah. You can go to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar to get that converted to your local time zone. I'm not going to do the math for you. That'd be I'm a I'm just train saying, wreck. if you follow Chris on Twitter, you'll know when the show goes That's live true. on Wednesday. That's so, true. So, hey, for all the guys in the Americas, have a great <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. And we'll see you right back here next, next week.
this? Yes, sir. Can you show my screen real quick? Yes, sir, I can. For you guys in the Seattle metro area. <laughs> Jeez, Chase. For you guys in the Seattle metro area, this, this Hold guy. Hold on, Chase. Get Dan Lewis's dick out of your mouth before you go on. <laughs> this guy is a national treasure. Except for he's a local treasure. He's a local treasure. Been in the news for over 27 years. Tonight at 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock is going to be his last newscast. We got to 129 patrons. Thanks, you guys. We almost hit that 130 by the end of the show. Wow, that's, that's impro- that's incredible. That was close. That's all right. no, Well, I wasn't trying for the end of the show. I was trying hey, by next week. If you want more unfiltered, go grab the BitTorrent sync because the overtime folder is nuts. It's nutsly huge. It's too much on. It's too much overtime folder. How about China? How about that, China? How great was that clip, huh? How great is Charlie? Charlie. All right, Charlie. should we pick our title and then we'll get? Yes. By the way, someone came up with bangsuggest.com. Oh, isn't that great? That's awesome. So okay. head on over to bangsuggest.com. Episode 98 SE. Uh, Chinese cyber war takeout. That's funny. I kind of like that. It's a little, is that racist, though? It is. Is it? A little bit. Blaster. Bangsuggest.com. That's nice. Hi, my name's Suggest, and you can find me in Vegas. Head over to my website, bangsuggest.com, where you can download me today. Spy versus Spies back. We've had that one a couple of times now. Bangsuggest.com. Sunrise of Cyber War. Bangsuggest.com. Russian passes gas. Bangsuggest.com. Uh, All right, last chance to bang suggest. Chase, you got any title ideas? Bangsuggest.com. No. Um, well, because isn't, isn't it because of the takeout, isn't that make it racist? Does that make it racist, honestly? Because uh, if it's not racist, I kind of like it. I, I just don't want people to be like, God, I'm filtered so right. Oh, take, they went oh to Patreon. Takeout. takeout, as in dinner. Chinese fast food oh. kind of takeout. Yeah. Does that make it racist? Bang suggest bangchase.com? Whoa, what? Just got wrong fast. That, pa- that page doesn't even exist. Bangsuggest.com. Shiners for hire. <laughs> uh, cyber war with China. How about just Chinese cyber war? Mystic terrorizes Bahamas. That's good, too. How about just Chinese cyber war? Take out the takeout. Do you need the takeout in there? Well, it's catchy. I know, but it's catchy only if you put Panda Express on the album art. Bang what about suggest. Mystic Terror in Bahamas? Got to get the NSA angle in there. No? Yeah. I think probably the Chinese cyber stuff yeah, is more interesting. Yeah, it's much more bigger. And actually make the album art a wanted poster. All right. Go, go boat chats. Just give him some guns. Buy a shotgun. For gosh sake, Chris. Buy a shotgun. Just give him some guns. Just buy a shotgun. Hey, Chase. Just buy a shotgun. Do you remember that clip? You know, just all you got to do is just do a click-click. That's all you got to do. And they'll go running, Chris. Oh, I don't have it in the... It was too long ago. I, I re- had to remove because it, it, was, it, it was an old Biden. Yeah, clip. it was just. I just. I felt. I think I dumped like anything that was less than twenty episodes ago. 
Yeah. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe I'm a big, huge, huge liar. I'm, I think I might be a ginormous liar, actually. Hold on. I just didn't title it properly, it would appear. Let's see. Oh, no, 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 no. No, that's not it. No, no. That's something else. Ecuador's president said today. Yeah, that's something else. For gosh sake, Chris, just give just them the guns. Buy a shotgun. Just buy a, all you got to do is just get an old uh, double barrel shotgun. Just do a click, click, and you're done. You're good to go. Just buy a shotgun. I wish I had that clip. I love it. Oh, man. I love that clip so much not to have it handy. All right. So what are we doing for a title? Hey, we're at Leap, by the way. What? Oh, no, we're not. We're, what? We need to be at 1773. Uh, Chinese cyber war, cyber war, cyber war, jeez. I, I like the Chinese. The standing uh, made me tired. I'm like pooped now. I told you. Yeah. I like a Chinese cyber war. It's, it just feels overdramatic though. Know, the I takeout kind of softens it a little bit. Then do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's, it's what the supporters want. If that's what they want, let's do it. How about China Cyber War? <laughs> oh man, I love. I want to go clip that China thing out. I hope I remember to do that. China. I'm too tired. I want. God, I go I to go to Bang Suggest. I'm, gonna, I'm still going to be up for hours, and I'm ready to poop out right go now. Go to BangSuggest.com. BangSuggest.com. Chinese Cyber War takeout. Is that what we're going with? That's what I'm going for. That's my vote. All right. The people have voted. Bangsuggest.com. Okay, chats. Thanks for... Uh, hey, guys. Have a great weekend. Seriously. Chase, get in here and say hi to the people. I'm, I'm Lean here. in and say hi. Oh, the- You're right off camera. All right, there you go. There you go. There you go. Here, hold on. Hold on. Before you go. Here, let me change it to red. Hold on. Get back in here. Energized. There we go. See? You show up a little better. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks, you guys. Be sure to check out the show notes this week. Lots of extra good stuff that didn't even make it into the show in there. So I encourage your ass to do that, okay? Memorial Weekend is this week. It's this week, WWNSX. It's this week. It's this weekend. It's this weekend. I'm going to go camping in the rain <laughs> with my vaporizer in one hand and my shotgun in the other. All right, Unfilter supporters and live streamers, thanks, you guys. We hope to see you right back here next week. Goodbye, Let's everybody. go camping. Yeah!